0: Hi, I'm James Taylor. And hi, I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PL2. We're back. It's March. hmm. Back for another monthly check in. The last monthly check in, because the show airs in uh, 20 days.
1: <gasps>
0: like I wanna say like within two days of our last podcast going out, they like dropped a bunch of stuff. There's like a trailer and poster and all that. So Yeah, Just you're welcome. That one. Yeah.
1: yeah. We did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll take credit for that, sure. They heard us bitching about the release day, and they were like, oh, fine. Let's get this podcast no one listens to off our back.
0: I kind of would have preferred a mid-April. That's fine. You know,
1: <laughs> just like a little bit longer. I think the hubris was when I was like, hey, it's not a Radiohead album. They're not going to just release it like it's too sweet in my fucking face. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're on point with that Radiohead reference. <laughs> I, I was.
1: Well, because I think there's a lot of overlap between Radiohead fans and PLL people, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. All right. Well, what do we have to talk about this month? We've got obviously the the trailer, the big trailer, and then there've been like kind of some other random like Instagram ads and TV ads and stuff like that. Mhm. Uh we got a poster, we got some marketing, and then we're going to get to the last third of the Good Girls. Spoiler yep. warning. Yeah. All right. Well let's uh let's dive into it. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Actually, like, can I put my, my humble request out into the ether first? Sure. My hope is that the next in your oeuvre of PLO video edits set to David Fincher's songs, musics. Um and he's gonna be, have
0: to put out another movie before I do that. Here's what I'm saying though.
1: Alice and Amona meet handcovers Bruce.
0: Haven't I already used that? I don't think you have. I can't remember. I have to check.
1: Yeah, we'll I think see. you kind of you kind of skipped over the social networks.
0: I feel like I already did. Huh. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. Um, okay. Trailer. Trailer. Yeah. So the big trailer here. Overall, what was what your opinion of this trailer?
1: Um, it's a. Uh... For a trailer announcing a brand new show to the world, it's it's pretty good on mood. But if you don't know what PLL is, I don't know that you know. Walking out of this,
0: yeah, the one what? thing I haven't got from the marketing is like, what's the show about? Like, yeah. I feel like with PLL, I, I still remember like the the old like first look they would show before movies, like back in like the summer of two thousand nine or ten, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this looks like a completely silly teen show, but like he kind of got like, oh, there's this mean girl, she disappeared. Now these they're getting like weird, like threatening blackmail who they think is from her, but then she's dead. Oh shit, who's doing it? Like mm-hmm. you you got the hook right away. Whereas this it's like there's some vague uh conversation about like, you know, is it okay to murder a murderer? Like, what if you really deserved it? Blah blah. And then just like a lot of kind of like mood shots. You got people, you know, in the woods, people pouring some uh, whiskey into their coffee or whatever, you know, like, like, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, and then there's like a body that's found like impaled on a fence. And there's an ominous cello music, but it's like, OK, but what is this show about? <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I don't know that the winning strategy is to steer it directly at the old PLL fans. Because I don't know that you're going to get them all to come back.
0: Well, and I would presume from the I don't know demograph or whatever that Freeform is chasing, some of them might have aged out by now. So,
1: or is this spinoff aging up with them?
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess I just I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that the that when the pilot ends, we'll be like, oh, I totally see what the hook of this show is now. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, I th- I think what's missing is kind of that. Um that avengers shot where they're all together because it's like it's a lot of Allison and Mona, it's a lot of the other 3 and then occasionally it's like Allison talking to cello boy or Allison maybe talking to Ava or Mona and Allison and it's like where where is the shot where it's like you know that this is going to be part of the sizzle reel it's the end of the pilot where they're just like oh shit someone's watching us cuz Apparently, surveillance is a huge fucking thing in this.
0: Yeah, they're they're really leaning heavily towards the surveillance thing. With the schools, like I don't know, like London or something, with all the CCTV's. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing that the concept is going to be broadly the same. That the three non PLL characters have gotten together to talk about doing something to Nolan Hotchkiss, and then he actually dies, and they feel guilty in the woods. Yeah, talk about in the woods. Also, Haley Aaron. Who is she?
1: As far as I know, her name is TBD. Uh, I don't think Andrew came up with a good name with her. But the more that they try to shroud this character in mystery, if you're not careful, makers of the show, I'm going to get even more of a crush on this character because she seems awesome so far, and I don't know anything about her.
0: There's another guy. I think his character's name might be Jeremy. He's been in some of the marketing. Like They think the actor's name is like Graham.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an interview with him.
0: He seems fairly prominent. I'm kind of wondering if he is one of those characters who's not in the pilot, but, like, suddenly becomes, like, pretty important halfway through the season because they, like, did some course correcting as the season went on.
1: Maybe. He seems like he's got, like, a case of the... Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm uncomfortably British. Mm -hmm. Um
0: yeah but anyway. I for,
1: i've forgotten who got recast and like who's also the trailer is wild about or the trailers are wild about like i don't know all who's fucking who because it seemed like everyone's fucking everyone except for allison who's allison spitting in the mouth of it's not emily
0: spitting in the mouth of is that in the trailer no no sorry okay. that's just that's just cool lesbian stuff uh, okay Yeah, I mean, the trailer opens with these uh, shots where she's, like, looking down the stairs. Is this, like, her campus housing? That's kind of what I'm guessing here.
1: Maybe, but this is cool. Like, this campus housing usually come with, like, a wine cellar.
0: At one point, she's looking outside of some fancy building at, like, a bunch of fancy-looking people standing around. Very fancy. And I think, is she holding a wine glass? Yeah, she's got, like, a champagne flute. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a funeral. I don't know why doors. she's upstairs looking out at everyone, or it's like a meet-and-greet, maybe. I don't know.
1: Could be. I wonder if this is the Hotchkiss house.
0: Yeah, there's the bit with, like, the this, wallpaper this. that she eventually tears away. See?
1: the Oh, no. She doesn't tear it away. She's trying to put it back up, and then it falls loose again. Oh, I,
0: I think in the old trailer, she's torn it all away, and it says, like, they're watching us or something like oh, yeah, that. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um this, like this mood piece I'm into, like this is, this is some effective cool stuff here. It's just to what end?
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe they just like in a separate trailer, like, okay, here's the plot hook and like, here's your vibe trailer. Here's your plot trailer. You know, um, we do see There's... just like kind of blurry and on the side of the frame, there is a picture frame that Allie has of her and the, the, uh, the Ren babies there. <laughs> And I guess, I don't know, is it is it a spoiler to talk about Emerson stuff? Maybe just rip that Band-Aid off. How would it be a spoiler? Have well, you mean, seen the show? No, but some people have, and they've written about it online.
1: Oh, so I know I know Heather Hogan wrote something, but I think by the time I got there, she had amended it. So tell me. I'd love to know. Hi.
0: So, What's you know, if, if you really care, but I mean, come on, whatever. But like, so... It, like, obviously, like, Emerson isn't a thing anymore, basically. It's not clear exactly how that's addressed, but, like, seemingly they're not together when this show starts.
1: Isn't it, like, something like, Emily doesn't quite trust Allison?
0: I saw that in articles about the show, yeah. But I know the, the Emerson fans had a huge freak out when they learned that, which seemed kind of inevitable based on just the setup of the show anyway, you know? Like, why yeah. else would Ally be across the country?
1: Yeah. Well... I mean, I get it. The problem, I think it, it kind of speaks to maybe some of the problems with the ships at the end of PLL that now you're starting a brand new show for this character. Mm-hmm. It's like you seemingly can't ever have her have a meaningful connection of a certain type of another character because your fans will burn the whole fucking house to the ground.
0: I really hope that uh, the ships aren't the major focus of this show. I hope that yeah. they can resist that, that siren call. to Just like, you know, go full Riverdale and,
1: um, I would say Riverdale is kind of a mess of its ships too. I mean, I'm like two episodes behind, but
0: oh no, that's what I mean. I mean, Riverdale is okay. a fucking disaster.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, don't ever, don't ever like copy <laughs> Riverdale. First, first of all, you're PLL. You're from the PLL Uber. Like you, you are setting trends. You're not following trends. Yeah. Unless you're homaging old movies from sixty years ago. I just want um, to know
0: how this dude ends up impaled on this like kind of like spiked fence or whatever because practice it doesn't seem like there's really a a very nearby thing he could have fallen from
1: it's quite a. at least
0: from the angle it's like i don't know is there just just off screen there's like a a tall building or something because it's like how exactly did he get there
1: i'm assuming he got pushed out of a window or something i guess Um, we kind of gloss over it. There's that shot that you only have in the movies of, like, the car driving at night along the windy road. Mm-hmm. This is like a like a almost David Lynch shot or, like, some kind of weird, ominous thing. Music is playing and, like, somebody's like driving to their doom. Again, very moody. Ava is crying over Nolan Hotchkiss. Um, I mean, I'm I mean, guessing this campus bad is, bad. like,
0: out in the woods, like, I don't know, like a good... A good little drive from Portland, at least like 40 minutes to a couple hours, I would guess.
1: Hmm. Allison shows up like she's just done that thing where she has to like lift up the police tape to walk under it and like yeah. flash a badge at someone. Yeah. Like she, I swear to God, like if she was just like, I'm Allison De Laurentiis, like a uh, detective just <laughs> transferred over. I'd be like, I'm in. I buy it.
0: No, she needs a better title than detective. It needs to be like Inspector. Like, like mystery consultant or something, you know?
1: Inspector Inspector de Laurentiis was on the case. Uh, there's a shot of people. Yeah, like you holding got hands. that
0: badge from a Cracker Jack box.
1: She's like, "Damn, damn you, Mona! How'd you know?" Because Mona's like, "Cause I got mine from a Cracker Jack box, bitch." Uh, people are holding hands. I feel like that's probably like probably at a
0: funeral. There's a dead a rat fit. in a box with like a note in the mouth. Oh, take that page. There's a kind of like spooky handheld what? shot at night in a hallway. A hat hanging there. There's yeah. some some curtains.
1: Ava's crushing
0: it with that whiskey.
1: This looks like a weird dorm drinking.
0: Yeah, she's got just like a big plastic cup that she's pouring uh, so that's some whiskey into.
1: It's a good size dorm.
0: Is that a dorm? I don't know. It's a bedroom. It looks like a bed and breakfast. The uh, ceiling is is canted. It's you know, it's yeah. like it's like in, you're in the attic or something.
1: I think slightly spooky. Northwestern sexy B&B is the vibe they're, they're yeah.
0: uh, shooing here. I don't know if dorms have wallpaper. So I'm going to guess that, that it's not Yeah, well, it maybe know. like a sorority house ish thing or something. I don't know.
1: All right. Then there's a, uh, one of these little baby cars at night driving up to like a cabin or like a little, little add on structure.
0: Some kind of shack. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of wind and leaves blowing through the campus there yeah we got the uh, ominous cello boy is like sneaking around with the flashlight i think there's someone right behind him too yeah like sneaking indoors
1: i think this is probably where they make their plan or they're packed or they put out to the universe how they would like to see the demise of nolan hotchkiss that seems like the kind of place where you would uh you know pass a cup around talk about the new beyonce tell us all your secrets
0: so um, this is Nolan. He's like walking into the woods in his blue suit, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's so it's it's his body impaled.
0: I'm going suit. to assume so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's like a candlelight vigil on campus.
0: Okay. So a few shots after the candlelight vigil, there is it's right after Nolan goes into the woods. There's a shot where it looks like we're looking down from a high place at that fence that some that he gets impaled on. But that looks mm. like it's like twenty five feet away. Mm. It's also in the hand holding shot. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, how if you push somebody out that window, how do they make it all the way over there to impale themselves? I don't know. You gotta push real hard. This so is maybe Nolan making out with uh, Cello Boy. I think
1: this is Nolan making out with Cello Boy. Yeah. So, so damn Nolan's got a lot of jam. He's fucking everybody. So he's he's dating Caitlin fucking ava in a pool and making out with cello boy at least
0: in the last trailer it seemed to imply that like at least a couple of them were aware of the situation
1: you know? mm. Mm. i mean i guess eskimo brothers is a good enough bond to murder some folks Someone's writing in a book ava's got like a flashlight in her face
0: this is where Ava is, this is Ava, right? Who's making out with Nolan like under the water in a pool.
1: Yeah. Someone posted on Instagram a nice little like behind the scenes shot of just
0: them in a pool
1: <laughs> filming this.
0: They got like, to the break the, uh, the Emily Fields uh, swimming cameras out of storage there. They're like, yeah. oh, underwater yeah. scenes. We got this.
1: Yeah. Can't have them synchronized because he's going to be dead soon. <laughs> then they got the, uh, the weird waking up shot.
0: That just makes me think of that time Emily just like bonked her head in the pool. <laughs> just the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> She's too high on uh, Oxycontin.
1: <laughs> the only thing that was missing with that was like a bong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a lot of shots of a uh, cello guy whose name I just keep. It's the actor's Dylan. Eli, right? Yes. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, I want to call the character Eli for some reason, but yeah, the is Dylan. It, it's like somebody has got a flashlight right behind him and they're holding it up to get like a cool lighting effect on his silhouette.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: like IRL. You'd be like, Hey, could you stop trying that? In my fucking face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look guys, I know the situation is kind of tense, but that's annoying.
0: Yeah. We got body bag being zipped up. Someone's an artist. I, I'm going to guess this is Ava. I think she's like a, a fashion blogger slash like, you know, coder. coder. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, she's a hacker slash fashion blogger.
1: I feel like right now for me, Ava's slightly missing the mark. I don't get what Ava is. I feel like she's like, they're, I feel like they're crafting a main character. One might say she
0: misses the mark a little bit in the book too.
1: Oh, for sure. And the TV show, like, um, is it Sydney park? Sydney park seems awesome. Sydney parks, my other perfectionist crushed, but like, I
0: don't. I, I don't like Ava's. Like, seems like it's just like too much. <laughs> we'll see how much they commit also. to that. I know in the initial like call, she came out. It was like, couldn't she just be a fashion person or a programmer? Does she have to be both? Like that just seems like you didn't make I mean, a decision. I don't have a problem with a person being more than one thing. It just seems like a
1: really weird, disparate divide. Also, Ava's fashion is—it's like
0: two no aria.
1: Yeah, it's it's too bland to be TV. It's not bonkers enough to be PLL.
0: There's a shot of Ava throwing something and the other two Dylan and, and okay, it's not Sydney, it's Caitlin, right? Yeah, Caitlin. Sydney Park's the actress. This I'm gonna be horrible about this for the entire run of the show. Well um, the
1: problem is we're not being sold the new characters as
0: much. Or it's just not sticking. We haven't gotten any of their names yet, like um, verbalized in these trailers i don't think yeah
1: no that's a problem yeah
0: so these three are in front of that like little hatchback cart and she's throwing something like i don't know they're they're going to vandalize a the place there's a later shot where it looks like they're inside of wherever they're pointing around flashlight so i'm guessing these two like go break in to some weird like old rundown house at some point
1: point. Mm.
0: and we also we don't it's maybe this is all from the pilot but maybe not this could be from the first few episodes you know
1: I mean, like, there's a there's an interesting visual flair to some of these shots. Like, the shot where I'm guessing this is Ava, it's like, it's like lower, it's like an ass shot, and she's, like, reaching down for, like, Nolan's hand, uh-huh. and you see Sydney, or uh, Sydney, Caitlin has got her <laughs> arm around his, like, back. back. Yeah, you fucked me over. Um, but I'm also, I'm, I've become a big fan of Sydney Park over the course of social media, but, like, it's, like, clear like, like, like Caitlin's dating him, but, like, obviously he has this connection with Ava. It's, like, I, I feel like I would be playing up this more. There needs to be, like, a distracted boyfriend meme going on for the perfectionist of these characters. But then, like, this trailer shows these characters. Pretty much everything I've seen since then has been interesting. Like, kudos to the marketing team. But it's also, like, the stuff that's
0: stuck with me is Mona it's analysis. all, it's all Mona Alley. Yeah, there is a yeah. shot from inside the, like, hatchback, it looks like. Like, looking out. As the three of them like close the hatchback on it.
1: Is this the one where like uh, uh, Dylan's in the back seat? No, there's one where Dylan's in the back seat. Never mind.
0: No, he's like looking down as he closes it. I don't know. Is there is, is it, like they're looking kind of I don't know remorsefully at something something. So it could be like a body or who knows what.
1: I feel like here's my feeling about this cabin. I feel like they, the three of them, maybe they've become aware that they're all. Uh, oh shit! What was that Robert Downey Jr. mover movie? The Which, Judge? Uh, no, 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 no. Thousand years zero. ago? No, a thousand years ago. Was he in? Oh, that's less than three. last, after that, with um Heather Graham and uh, Natasha Gregson Wagner, uh, when we they show it's like up about a threesome. Well, and it's not about a threesome. It's about the fact that like they, the two ladies find out that he's been fucking both them, and then they have like a huge that's fight uh, about, about it. Directed by that, that scummy
0: guy, right? James Toback. Oh, is it? Ooh, I think gross. so. Yeah.
1: Anyways, I'm wondering if the three of these characters find out. If like they all find they out. To,
0: yeah.
1: They go to this cabin and, like, there's like some final straw proof, like maybe Shades of the Book, like there's souvenirs or something. And they're just like, what the hell? What if we murdered this guy? <laughs> just funny. And then he's dead.
0: Yeah. Allie is slapping the shit out of Mona in one of these shots.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I think you see more context yeah. of that in one of the later things.
0: Yeah, you see more. I think it's in the general scene where Mona shows up with the the pie.
1: Well, but Mona's just like like when'd you get so vanilla? And Allison's like slaps the shit out of her and just like, ha, I'm a bad bitch. Still
0: <laughs> turns to the camera. That's right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm not that sucky, alley from the last two seasons. Wink. Yeah, I don't know, and that, that's. Pretty much a trailer there's like a slap and then like a shot of Ali just kind of looking around nervously and and that's it feel the perfectionist weird weird trailer in my opinion
1: yeah it needs a few more things I think to really like hit the highs that it needed to and amongst those also is what is the
0: plot of this show it it seems like a trailer for people who are like you, you know they're already going to watch it and yeah. so it's like it's very withholding in a way. This trailer, you know, getting off on withholding. Like, too. I mean, they even did like a teaser of like the release date. You know, like tomorrow we will tell you the release date. It's like, like you're not episode nine. Like, just just get yeah. out with it.
1: Well, like, was the whole like we don't know when we're going to release that? Was that like a, a strategy? Are we just calling that a strategy?
0: <laughs> we're trying to build a buzz. I mean, it seems like they're trying to build a buzz. I don't know the. Instagram ads have been, I guess, a little better, but I don't know that maybe I just say that because it's got a lot of Allie and Mona in it. And so I'm like, oh, I know these characters. Good. Yeah. Should we talk about the uh, the appearance of Ostinato?
1: We 100% should talk about the appearance of Ostinato. So there's some, there, again, that ad, that very stylized ad, which was like tease, like, oh, we're filming something special this weekend. Like the rain shot. It was like a fucking music video. Gorgeous, very moody. Obviously, like not literal, but like almost entirely PLL callbacks.
0: Yeah, there, there's a red coat in there, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: There's a red coat that Ava's was kind of fondling. Like, is she gonna bring back some red coat fashion?
0: Yeah, for some reason, is it Mona who has ostinato?
1: Um, I don't think you can tell who it just like falls it's, in front of my.
0: Yeah, like, are they gonna be teaching that? Is Ali gonna be teaching ostinato? Because that will be straight up hilarious if like that's like season one, like, like, you know, Ali's first like lesson. It's like, okay, everyone, we're reading the uh, the literary work Ostinato by the famous writer Ezra Fitz. Well, also, this is from a woman who taught now and then
1: or whatever the hell is called to her high school class.
0: That was the second book, right?
1: That was the second book. That was the one about a guy's girlfriend being taken away by.
0: I mean, service
1: or whatever. Wasn't
0: Asinato kind of a flop?
1: Well, look at its author. I, I mean, mean, just as I recall, like
0: more? like diegetically though, like it seemed like it ended up on the b- discount rack and Ezra <laughs> became like a surly drunk.
1: But well Ezra No, Ezra's a surly drunk because of Nicole is what we were implied. You think it's yeah. up to do Nicole just because his book tastes <laughs> being pulped.
0: <laughs> um do you, do you remember, this is so off topic, but every time I think about Ezra writing, I think of this, um, there's an old, <laughs> old, old Onion article where it's like, it's one of those like kind of like first person ones. And it's like, my great American novel is going to feature, you know, an examination of like, I don't know, the human psyche and fucking. It's just like all <laughs> some guy, like some like awful, like English student who's just like, you know, it's going to be such a deep exploration of man. Also, there's going to be tons of fucking. And that's yeah. what I think about every time I think about as a writing.
1: Oh, I mean, can we get real? Answer's first book was probably horny as fuck, right?
0: I mean, isn't it about Arya though? That's awful. If it is,
1: well, I mean, are you? Uh, what are we dancing around this yeah. for? The man was having sex with a teenage <laughs> girl for for six seasons, like, mm-hmm. but like, w- wouldn't have come up in the five years forward stuff if the book was about her. I mean, essentially, we're retconning the importance of Ostinato. Or also that has nothing to do with anything. And this is just like a fuck you. I don't.
0: I feel like I the official know. story that Ezra and Arya tell people after the public publication of uh, what was it called here and now or something or I think it's then now and, now. and now. Yeah. It's then and now, right? Because now and then it's the real one. You you speak your minds and I'll, I'll Google. OK, I think the official story must be that like, oh, we started dating after he like quit his job at the high school. Like I, there's no way you can like finesse that and and into like well technically he was quit at the time and then we got together and then he started teaching again and it was like dicey like you have to just lie i think and be like oh he yeah technically he was my teacher but i didn't start dating him till after or something like that otherwise that's just i feel like everyone runs away from you
1: yeah it is then and now yeah big font ezra fits all caps little font with our Montgomery. (laughs) And I just, I, of course, I Googled the picture where there's Allison in front of her class with those tragic bangs holding this book. that She's like, this is not school appropriate. <laughs> you do not teach this to your fucking class. Also, it's, it's kind of fucked up where it's just like, also, kids, this pervert sat right where I sat, taught a bunch of losers just like yourselves six short years ago
0: do you think after watching uh, the perfectionist will look back on those bangs and in retrospect and just be like that was her cry for help that the relationship wasn't working um oh, <laughs> you really this, have to think about that huh? i really i really do choosing your words closely
1: <laughs> yeah I, am, I sure should am um i would say like at the time my only defense of allison five years forward was if a life is dramatic as hers, I hope she grows old enough to be that boring. And then I think about that pugly sweatshirt and it's like, Oh, on one hand, look how comfortable she was with Emily. But I don't think, I don't think they were, you know what though? I don't think the bigger, the romantic gesture, the more you have to question the logistics of it, the more you wonder about what it's getting at. Like for you to have uh, such a romantic moment with your partner, which involves six carloads of pillows and candles to the middle of the woods, I think this is a cry for help. Oh God, Emerson, people are
0: going to murder us. Oh yeah, watch out. We're gonna, man. God, we're gonna, we're gonna be like pulled I, apart. I like think they, this. they kind of went nuts when it came out that like, yeah, Emerson's not going to be a thing, and the perfectionist. So, yeah. They'll come I, for us, yeah. but I, I feel like we'll have some warning. You know, it's after, after the writer's room of perfectionist gets taken out. Then we can be concerned. I was going to say, which of us gets killed first by angry shippers? I feel like it's you,
1: honestly. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm just saying. that's. that's I just, I just hope it's shines. in
0: such a way that, like, they never found the body and you're not totally sure.
1: No, I feel like. like you're you're gonna, like,
0: maybe James is actually behind it all.
1: I don't think anyone's going to think that. I think I'm going to find out you're dead when like I get a package that's like leaking.
0: Ooh, but what's in it? Your head.
1: Oh, okay. Hopefully your head.
0: Anyway, I mean, it's like on thing. <laughs> uh, well, perfectionist. Let's see. The poster is out finally, which, uh, I really need to get off my ass and, uh, co-op that into a uh, podcast cover. Um, mm-hmm. Was this one with all the, the mirror masks? The weird, like, are those mirrors? Is that what they are? Like, okay. geometric shapes like on their face? Yeah, some kind of, like, like naughty disco ball thing. I mean, that's not going to be in the show, right? I don't think so. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't think Dylan's no playing, like, sexy cello in the rain either, but... Just, do you remember also, the PLL poster where it's, like, Arya's feet were handcuffed together underneath the table? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. God, I miss that.
1: Uh I think the the height of their poster powers again was just uh carrying the uh the coffin.
0: And that one is fine, but I I really like the early one there with the the dirt, like they just dug up a body and in the, the handcuffs on the legs, that kind of thing. It's just I don't know. I like the playfulness of it.
1: Yeah, I mean the the short little red coats ones was fun too. I mean Ridiculous, because like why would you wear a red coat that short with nothing underneath except to titillate but like it was like a transitional period of their lives too. like what is this season about? We don't know, Toby's mom, mostly
0: the one where it was all triangles, that one was weird, like the season seven one.
1: Oh yeah, oh, and the people who were like trying to do like fucking like Q shit to see how many a's were in there
0: <laughs> well I, the the reveal there is that uh, is the only one with both her eyes showing. As twins. Mm.
1: Yeah. I have a Google window open that's just pictures of Haley Aaron. I'm going to close that.
0: Mm. Is that going to become a problem?
1: Only if I didn't actually close it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we've heard Asinato. I'm trying to think of any other trailer stuff that was really that interesting. There's the one where it's like Mona is like staring at either like a tv screen of herself or a mirror and she's just like did we do this right do oh the answer there? me answer me Where she's yeah. talking
1: to herself in the mirror that's the one where i'm like i'm especially like sliding closer in my chair like that's you really got my attention
0: i mean what if they just did mona's the julie character in ali's the parker i'd be fine with that yeah like maybe they could do it in such a way that that's not who the killer is that's just like a side thing going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that would make the most sense to explain why Ali's here and, you know, and then they have some chippers and calm down and all that. That's not going to happen.
1: But that'd be kind of fascinating considering um, the little bits that we've seen, which granted we don't know anything, are um, of Allison interacting with the other three and not Mona.
0: Yeah, I guess so. We haven't, at least yet in the trailer seen anything like that. Yeah. It's just going to be weird um, that, like, if Ali's their teacher, like, how,
1: how or does, teacher's or teacher's how does that form a
0: unit where they're hanging out together, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like a Michael Scott joke. I just rewatched the episode of The Office where he's, like, trying to get invited to Jim's party. And he's like, yeah, man, I miss college, hanging out for everyone, the professors. And Jim's like, you invite the professor? He's like, yeah, they were the coolest.
0: <laughs> like,
1: mm. um, the Instagram ad that has all the episode titles in it. I don't think I've seen that one. I feel like that one is the one that's discussed the least. So there's a whole backstory about some author who died or disappeared, and it's like inside the text are all the titles of the episodes. The last episode is called – and this could be bullshit. I don't know. But I've I've seen this a few places. The last episode is supposedly called Enter the Professor. Huh. So that's why my theory is that the new A figure is called The The Professor. professor, Which is – not terrible. It's I'm like, still here,
0: bitches, and I know everything. The professor.
1: Well, it's like, I'm grading
0: your shit. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Oh, I mean, it, it, I don't oh know, like,
0: shit. Somehow I have a degree.
1: Um. But so the author's name was, I want to say something Brooks. It was like the same last name as the lady who's the uh, head of security.
0: Uh, is that the one who they recast from being an, no. the agent or a different one?
1: Yeah, the one who was the agent.
0: Yeah, or the manager, or I can't remember what she yeah, she's, was. That's like she's publisher, a publisher, maybe. Publisher, publisher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clearly, she wanted that next book. So I don't know how much of a flop it was, or she's just trying to get his contract like fulfilled and offer to. It?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, we'll we'll find out in three weeks. So it's yeah. closer than we think. Um, so the show's airing on Wednesdays, I guess, unless they. Pull a fast one on us and suddenly change the air date. I mean, I assume if the pilot airs Wednesday, all the other ones are too, which is weird. I don't know why they didn't do Tuesday, but uh, whatever. Mm. Yeah, Wednesday show. We will probably, it may take a little longer than usual for us to get our episodes out. It'll definitely be before the next episode airs. Uh, but just because our work schedules and whatnot and the fact that it airs on a Wednesday, probably looking maybe an extra day or two. Because I think we, we turned around fairly fast before, but I don't know if we're, that's really going to be possible. Unfortunately, my jobs at stands out doesn't allow me to do my notes while I'm working, <laughs> which sucks.
1: Which is really an inconvenience on your it job. It is. Part. It's like, a huge inconvenience.
0: They? Yeah, I should let them know.
1: <sighs> You're like, excuse me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have the number one PLL podcast on I mean, the internet. I have some
0: important commitments. Yeah. I have, well... Not a ton of followers, but it's in the thousands, so...
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at the episode titles. They're interesting. Episode 9 is Lie Together, Die Together.
0: I guess we'll just have to see. see So what you're saying
1: is this might be a Monday morning podcast.
0: It might come out Monday morning. It might come out Sunday morning. It might come out Saturday morning. We'll see. (laughs) Not sure exactly. I I guess we'll we'll have to see how rusty we are. You know, I mean, we haven't done that type of note taking and and podcasting in quite a while now, almost two years. So we'll have to find out.
1: I think if just us covering the books
0: has been an indication, very rusty. Super rusty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll still be able to find those transcripts online that help with the notes.
1: Well, that was easy for Pretty Liars an established TV show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Will they be there for the perfectionists? We'll have to see.
1: Will they be there for the perfectionists is the meta statement
0: of the century. All right. Well, let's see. Anything we else we need to discuss before we get into the good girls? I don't think so. I think we, we've done that shit. Um, All right. Well, yeah. we'll be discussing chapters 21 through 37 of the good girls. It's the last third of the book big big spoilers coming this is the end of this little mini series so yeah prepare yourself i really like the uh, train whistle in the background that seems very on brand for like a doherty episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i was just thinking of doherty just once the ostinato fell and that that ad
0: oh wait, so like, he did four and five of the perfectionists right he did
1: four and five also joseph doherty is the one who came up with the title ostinato
0: nice so yeah. Marlene tweeted something the other day about their like doing their like I don't know live like finished watch through or whatever of yeah. the episodes as they edit them and they just did five and it was like just like a holy shit like tingles type thing. So I I that's my early guess is that there's going to be a a pretty big pivot around that episode The kind of like oh this is what the show is now type of moment.
1: I I mean I like I guess I. You're not going to go wrong having Joseph Doherty on your show. Like, besides being an incredible writer who's very good at mystery and world building, like, he brings equal parts, like, heart and just big ass mood. Um, which I feel like the perfectionist probably
0: needed. What if Paige shows up and starts dating Allie? Oh, that'd be juicy. The internet just riot. That would be so juicy. I mean, uh,
1: I always feel bad for the people who who message us and they're like, don't you want Lucas to be on the show? And it's like, oh, maybe you haven't heard.
0: I mean, you we're like 90% sure he's going to be on it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he visited the the set of the pilot. He's a Portland boy. I would be shocked if he makes an appearance. Maybe he's friends with TBD. Girl, TBD. Almost,
0: I wish we didn't know that because like there, we'd get – tweet it from time to time like who do you think will be the first cast member to do cameo and it's like lucas is such a prohibitive favorite because we know he was on set mm-hmm. you know like besides him i, don't I know.
1: feel like shay mitchell is both too easy and too complex of an answer
0: yeah i really want alex drake to show up i
1: i i think that's honestly i think it's i wouldn't have said this a year ago i think it's on the table like I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility.
0: I don't think it would happen in season one, but I think if they could uh, get troy into like direct an episode in season two, yeah. Or or do we even know like is it possible that we get like a season one B? I don't know like what the status of that is, but like like if this show's doing well, do they order another ten or or maybe they just call it season two? I don't know.
1: Uh, well, I think as it was suggested to us, the hope is that if season one does well, they order a larger. Compliment yeah. of episodes
0: for yeah, season 2 uh-huh. for season 2 though maybe maybe season 2 would get like a 20 episode order or something yeah yeah
1: and they can just do like an unbroken production run um yeah but i think i i, I feel like we're hey, what are you doing there sorry i'm opening up beverage i feel like we're uh trying to bring that same i mean i'm fascinated by these star wars podcasts that manage to do years of content in between movies without, with very little news to go on but yeah i think i think alex is very possible It doesn't seem as impossible or impossible as it would have been to me a year ago. Uh, I I don't even know what everyone like I wouldn't be shocked if Arya showed up at this point, to be honest with you.
0: I think the real coup and it will probably will not happen. But if they even if it was just for what single scene, if they could get all four, that'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like a little throwaway gag or something.
1: Well, like, you know, back in the day when I used to be a really nerdy, like Star Trek kid, and I would even like watch episodes of Voyager for a while. It always blew my mind how much they would shoehorn in. You're like, oh, oh they got
0: Riker. Great.
1: No, no, no. So, okay, like, like they would have Riker or like show up as like his, tw- his clone transporter twin on an episode of Deep Space Nine. That's one thing. But like imagine like you're just watching an episode of Voyager. And Belana Torres is talking. This is so nerdy. Belana Torres is talking, and she's just like, you know, we have a guy like you in the Federation. His name is Data. And it's like, what the fuck,
0: man? <laughs> they the fuck they brought Q into Voyager at some point, right?
1: They sure did, yeah. Yep. Time to bring in Q to uh, All
0: right. Well, this has gotten infectious. so completely dorky that now it's definitely time for the good girls. So up
1: our asses, yeah.
0: This is going to be a five-hour podcast just
1: talking about the last third of this book.
0: Good girls. I mean, and we're like right at the moment of all the reveals here too.
1: Did you write down what your your theory was on the reveal? I wrote down mine. I didn't write down
0: yours. Theory? Did yeah, I have well, a theory?
1: We talked, we guessed at what chapter the reveal would be.
0: Oh, that's right. We did. I think it was like mine was 33, yours is 34.
1: Mine was 32. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which one was it? Isn't it um thirty? It's kind of like it's 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 like paced out, you know, it's like witch reveal, it's like I guess.
1: Very end of thirty and then thirty one is like, kind of explained.
0: There's like three chapters where each of the characters find something to get suspicious of Julie about. And then there's like a, a Julie chapter where she discovers that, you know, quote unquote Parker's doing it all. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, let's let's dig in because yeah. uh when we last left off, that was the uh scene where Avo's having coffee with quote-unquote parker at the coffee shop and then her awful no, stepmom Julie. what
1: oh it was parker i'm it was sorry parker yeah sorry. yeah it was yes. yes, parker
0: yeah and then her awful stepmom leslie showed up and basically like physically abusive with ava and took off mm-hmm. and parker is just like you're not alone i'm here for you and then chapter 21 ava's crying mm-hmm. She's calling her boy alex alex who like really disappears in the second half of this book I don't think we actually physically see him. We just get like some phone calls and texts and, and Ava just thinking like, Oh, I'm glad things are better with Alex now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with it, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, She's, you know, calling Alex talking about how awful this party with her mom will be, how awful Leslie's mom must be. She asks Alex to come over, and his new line is like, "Sorry, babe, I got to work." Um, he got his job back after he got out of jail. He works in an ice cream shop too. Which, as a reminder, Blake works in a cupcake shop. So these fuckboys are bringing the sweets. Um, she gets home. She can hear Leslie yelling in the kitchen, and her dad's responding. So Ava
0: just runs up to her room and like slams the door. I think he offers Alex offers to come over, and she's like, "No, I should probably face this." And no, yeah. he offers for her to come over to his place. Oh, is that what he does first? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Come over to my place later. And she's like, Yeah, you're not paying attention. I have to go to the stupid party.
0: Also, um, there's a, a line here where it's like her heart sank at the sight of Leslie's car parked at a crazy angle, its front tires on the lawn. Like, what a fucking sloppy drunk Leslie is. hmm So
1: Ava's obviously telegraphed very loudly that she's home and she's in her room. So a moment later, dad pokes his head and he's hoping that she'll help set up for the party. He sees the marks on Ava's arm from Leslie and Ava plays it off like it's something from school, which okay. that's the mistake. Um,
0: she desperately but, wanted to tell him the truth. But even if she did tell him, Leslie would make up something to get herself off the hook and figure out a way to punish Ava for it later. What was the point? Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it checks out like uh, as, like this is, you know, real things that happen with abusive, you know, parents, set parents or whatnot. But like it is kind of you're just like, ah, just tell, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of in the head of the the teen at this point. So dad says Ava's just so different. He doesn't know her anymore. Leslie's worried about her. So finally Ava snaps, tells her dad that he's the one who's changed. She doesn't spend time with her. He's forgotten about mom. And And then Thump. (laughs) (laughs) Which, oh my god, where we left off and where we picked up, I feel like it's like we've come back for the new season of The Good Girls and I love it. (laughs) Starts with a bang. Yeah, Ava and her dad look outside and there's Leslie on the ground. She's fallen from a great height the line is her body had fallen at an awkward angle her knees pointing one way
0: her torso the other (laughs) i don't know what that means exactly but sure yeah her neck was twisted in a sickeningly unnatural direction
1: so they they rush outside somehow leslie's still breathing so the dad runs inside to call 911 this is
0: where ava should have done that move where you like you pinch the person's nose put your hands over their mouth she should have done a straight up (laughs) giles yeah
1: the problem is my dad's a good person. I am not, you see. Yeah. Um, I remember how she like worded the thing in film class, which was maybe she could fall off her balcony after she finishes her nightly bottle of Chardonnay.
0: <laughs> I just, I feel like Sarah Shepard has a little bit too much fun. Maybe describing what an awful person Leslie is like, this description here, it's like the ground was wet with early evening dew. Leslie was in the same crooked position, but up close her face looked lined and haggard, and a thin dribble of Chardonnay bubbled at the corner of her mouth.
1: <laughs> I you know what though? Like Leslie for what she is fucking works. Like the character of Leslie, like she pops. Like, she's not in this very much, There's, there's no
0: punches pulled with Leslie, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, clearly the author's having a good time with Leslie. <laughs> so it dawns on Ava that maybe there's someone still in the house because, you know, this, this bitch got pushed. So she, like, turns back to where everything is, is, like, decorated for this party, and she thinks she sees a shadow heading out to the backyard. There's a lot of shadows.
0: Uh-huh. Well, she like,
1: shadows falling across things or a shadow darkening the doorway. Ava, the has,
0: Ava has remembered that what she said in that fateful, you know, film studies, you know, group project there, was uh, talking about Leslie. Maybe she could fall off her balcony after she finishes her nightly bottle of Chardonnay. And how convenient that that's exactly how it happened. I've got deja vu. What? Because I just said that a minute ago.
1: Yeah, so she wants to tell her that this isn't all an accident, but she knows it wasn't. Bum, 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 bum. So chapter 22.
0: Julie chapter. Mm. She's Sitting on a swing in a playground a few blocks from her house. Uh, I think we get some info dump in here. Like, social services is notified that, like, she lived with, like, this crazy mom. And so, like, she's got to do an interview with them at some point. I don't know if that interview or happens. doesn't seem like it. No, some shit happens that yeah. fucks that up.
1: Um, yeah, because of the fucking cats and what a fucking, I think, like, pigsty it was.
0: I believe this is the first time we're checking in with her since she, like, went and hid the body of uh, Ashley Ferguson there. Which, like, it's very weird at places
1: because there are these kind of lurching jumps in narrative where it's like you read one scene and the way it describes, you're like, oh shit, the next time I see this character, we're obviously going to talk about that. It's like nope. And then we don't. boyfriend
0: drama first.
1: Yeah. When it's like it makes sense, I think, with Parker's stuff, but even with and I guess it makes sense with Julie too. Like the, the place but where
0: it stands out is with Caitlin, but like it was kind of like where else were you going to get to it, you know? Well Caitlin's
1: kind of more on the Aria track, I think with how much we deal with like boyfriend drama. Yeah. And the Mackenzie, there's like some Mackenzie. it's more seamless to tie in like the friend drama back into the the main uh-huh. plot. Yeah. Yeah. So basically Julie can't go home because with the cat's gone, her mom just wails and moans mm-hmm. and blames her. So she keeps trying to call Parker. There's no answer.
0: Um, Thinking about all the horrible scenarios Parker might've done with Ashley there. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of, I don't know. I thought it was kind of hilarious. Like she's, like remembering herself now dragging Ashley's body in the woods and weighing it down in the river. They even describe the thunk of Ashley's corpse
0: hitting the water. Well, the, the way her head bobbed and fell forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, it's here that the, the, it, it occurred to me that this is like almost, it felt like I'm reading a script from like a, like a very nineties horror movie, like the attempt of a started nineties foe slasher. Like, I don't know. Did you get kind of like an urban legends meets final destination vibe out of any of this?
0: Mm. I don't
1: know if I really got that. Um I, I guess I, I I was waiting for Jennifer Love Hewitt just to scream out,
0: What are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, Julie's uh, thinking about like what all what about all the other awful things that happened? You know, Nolan Granger, Parker's father. Like, could yeah. could she have done all this?
1: Yeah. So Julie starts to ponder if Parker is the killer behind all this shit, especially since the whole days go by where she doesn't see Parker at all thing. And then Carson shows up and she's like, Yeah, I gotta go, peace.
0: No, Parker doesn't show up here, does she? This no, works. I said Carson. Yeah, Carson.
1: I think I said Carson. Yeah, Carson shows up. So she says that she had considered that he had lured her back to the school under orders from Ashley, but now she doesn't believe that.
0: I really but like it's the all... line where she's like, there is no way he'd understand that she was now an accessory to murder. Yeah. <laughs> Boys.
1: Yeah. It's tainted. Even if he accepted that her mother was a hoarder, she, she wouldn't expect that. He wouldn't expect that. We get so... the
0: uh, the old, it's complicated.
1: Yeah. Up oh, can... Haleb owns that, Ash or Julie. They own that. Um, oh, there's a funny bit here where she's like doing like the I've got too much going on. He's like, hey, I'm here to listen. And besides, who do you have to talk to? Oh,
0: well, and she's like, I'm fine. out Parker. And he's like, actually, Julie, we need to talk about Parker. And she's like, no, we don't. And just like runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume from what we find out later that the police have talked to Carson at this point.
1: These fucking cops, man. It's like they're <laughs> they're pretty aware of things. Yeah, bodies keep piling up. <laughs> uh, so she storms off. Glad he's not following her. She gets a text from Ava. The update from Ava. Someone pushed Leslie off the balcony. She's in a coma now. Could this be Parker's work as well?
0: I like the detail of her like parking far away from Ava's house and like running through like the neighborhood backyards and shit like like creeping around you know through a thicket of trees and then that's when she finds parker just like in the woods
1: yeah well she gets a premonition that parker's here somewhere
0: yeah um parker's eyes are rolled upward which sounds fucking creepy
1: well she's huddled at the side of a tree hugging herself rocking back and forth totally normal like just in the woods kind of behavior um dirt yeah parker's like I think I've done something awful. In fact, I think I've, I've done a lot of something awful. Oh,
0: nice.
1: yeah. Lots of short chapters. Like, other than the one chapter, this is like just like a rapid fire burst of like 15 chapters. Uh, chapter 23, we're at Parker. We're we, we're She kind of comes to there in the woods behind Ava's house, brought back to reality by the sound of Julie's voice. Well, this is
0: kind of like, like I was saying, there's like kind of a staggering of reveals here because we get, some stuff here we don't get the the parker dissociative reveal yet but this we basically like know in this chapter that parker has done all this
1: yeah but i mean like the big reveal is the dissociative identity disorder thing and that i love is almost like a trope joke (laughs) (laughs) so-and-so's been dead for years so she remembers pushing leslie leslie's struggling to you know not be pushed she doesn't remember deciding to do this, though. There's a then, detail
0: about Leslie's fingernails piercing Parker's skin. I thought that was going to come up later. It just didn't. Yeah. Like, you think, like, like, you know, they, I guess the cops are not good enough to like figure out that somebody has like blood under their fingernails, you know?
1: Well, you would have thought like, like Julie would have like felt her arm and been like, when did I get scratched by one of those cats or something?
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: she remembers coming up behind Ashia. She was getting ready to shower, pushing her, sweeping the leg.
0: Oh, They're, yeah, like, man
1: feeling the floor vibrating as like Ashley's skull bounced off of it. Cracked against the tile. Yeah. There's a lot of thunks and thumps in this this section. So she remembers the cool grass against her ankles. as she snuck back in the Granger's place after the others had left. He was just in the towel and she had a knife and he's like, what are you doing here? He had asked. And she went stabby, stabby stabby.
0: I really like, it's almost like eroticized this description. You know, like feel the cool grass on her ankles, the weight of the knife in her hand. You know? The mm-hmm. look of surprise on his face as she slipped into his room where he hey. stood in a towel,
1: a teen girl and some murders o t p um then she remembers meeting some old dude like wearing a hat in a diner on the outskirts of town and slipping I, him a wad of cash and then I, her dad I like how in the prison yard.
0: I like how like almost no detail is given to this because it's like we don't want you to think too closely, like let's just say she hired a guy to kill her dad in prison. Uh, the yeah. less thought about that, the better it doesn't matter,
1: yeah. I, I guess my question is more about the wad of cash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's her uh, lifeguard job, right?
1: Yeah, it pays that fucking well. Um, Maybe she like, like remembered... stole
0: some of uh, grinder's like vintage typewriters or something, you know? Ooh,
1: nice. So then, 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 then she remembers like slipping the cyanide into Nolan's cup at the party. Uh, this while the others are pretending to have a, to spit in their cup like the rest of them had. Uh, I do like this the...
0: this whole scene, or you know this this moment here is where it's you're picturing the the cinematic thing. You'd be getting flashbacks to all this, you know, like I always like that scene, uh, in books or in movies where it's like, here's how it all went down.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually you have to wait to the middle of the credits and wild things to get this answers, these answers. Um, so she's given the cup to Ava then who then given to Nolan. So she kind of like indirectly gotten A- Ava into it. Um, And then she thinks about, like, all the memory gaps that had been to, like, protect her from these harsh bits of truth. So she starts to wonder if she's told anyone else about this. Had she told Fielder? She doesn't think so because he would have asked why. And isn't it obvious all of these motherfuckers deserved it? (laughs) Um, And then Julie's eager to jump in on the, you did it, Parker. You did all of it. So her suggestion is they go everywhere together, that they become inseparable. Julie would go to school with Parker and go to Parker's classes instead of her own. I just
0: thought that you have to promise me something, okay? You cannot do this again. Yeah. (laughs) Bad Parker.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She mentions that Claire Caldwell is the last on the list, and it's not too late to save her. And Parker's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're the one who told me what she did. So Parker realizes that she's a monster, that she'd interpret this conversation, possibly, possibly a little too literally they had in film class. Well,
0: it's like Julie Sugarhead. No, she's not Parker. She's a bitch, sure, but she doesn't deserve to be hurt. Parker crossed her arms over her chest. I need to stand up for my friends. What a fucking ride or die bitch Parker is, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, you were mean. I have to murder you now.
1: Yeah. That's some loyalty to the people who don't think you exist. Um, yeah. And do not talk to you directly in any Mm -hmm. conversation which you hold. Uh, So Julie says she wants to help, and Parker realizes that she means it because Julie says that she's the one who hid Ashley's body. Which is that's some true friendship.
0: I know these two. Would you would you hide a body from me? I guess I would need to. I would need to know the situation first. No,
1: don't, don't. Oh, geez, you just failed. Failed. (laughs) You failed your test. God damn it. Um, so it's kind of displays like it displays itself as like. I just I
0: want to know if you've already fucked it up too much. You know, like is it a lost cause or
1: yeah, good save good save
0: <laughs> i'm not trying to save i'm just explaining myself
1: i mean uh don't
0: don't call me if you've already fucked up the scene is all i'm saying you know
1: i'm just saying let's let's face facts cards on the table it's time to get real with ourselves after all these years of friendship one of these days you and i are going to be a riverbank looking at a police car as it slowly sinks into a river
0: we can only hope
1: yeah i mean that, that's the
0: that's, question is which one of us pushes the other in first
1: Ooh. <laughs> there's only one person who can fuck this up so we're both slowly sliding on our gloves <laughs> Oh, geez. that just then makes they... me
0: think so fondly of uh, Aria and Hannah with like the g- jug of gasoline in the woods <laughs> just like going to light the car on fire you know what they say? All cheese melts.
1: Um, so this kind of displays itself as like Julie wanting total control over Parker since she cleaned up after Ash, he wiped down the fingerprints, et cetera. So Parker kind of acquiesces, says that she'll do whatever Julie says, which she won't. Julie starts leading Parker back to the car, but internally, Parker's waving. she acknowledges that something dark is inside her, and it took over to do those murders, and how does she know it won't take over again? which it's same, funny how like neither
0: same. <laughs> yeah, same neither Parker nor Julie personality is willing to like take the blame entirely.
1: you know no, no.
0: um anyway chapter twenty four here it's a Mac chapter, I believe, right? I wish one of us was dissociative.
1: Like, if the podcast actually had like six hosts,
0: maybe there maybe. is no Marco Sparks, or there maybe there's no not. James.
1: There certainly is not. I'm, yeah. I've always, everyone knows, I've always been three toddlers in the trench coat standing on each other's shoulders. Um, yeah, chapter 24, McKenzie. Ava has McK-
0: just called Mac from the hospital, she's hysterical, whatever you know. So, let me push my mom, set mom off the balcony, and Mac's just like, Yeah, that sucks, <laughs> bummer it's a bummer man i mean it's like at this point it's like okay you kind of can't ignore anymore that claire is next
1: yeah i mean there's there's all these like little details like the little sisters like lingering around there's a, i feel like i didn't feel it as much in the perfectionist but in the good girls i really feel like the little details of this world i don't know maybe it's just me like mm. there's some nice touches yeah so they get, I think for the thousandth time, that the killer's just like going down the list, crossing names off. Yeah. Well
0: the the upshot here, Mac thinks, is that there's no way Ava could have been the killer. So, you know, Ava had to know Mac wasn't either.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, so they, they they're pretty sure the killer's a girl, especially since Alex saw a girl going to Grangers, because it just feels right. Also, psychologically, there's a sense of boobs.
0: Any sense of boobs. Yeah, I like the uh, Ava's like, oh, I texted Julie, but I haven't heard from her yet. I'm going to try Caitlyn next. No mention of Parker. No. Max shut her eye is trying to imagine, quote, one of the others sneaking into Ava's house. Like, I really wonder at this point, like, have you have you caught on yet? Like, it seems like you should have caught on by now. I I just
1: want to meet the reader who, like, got to chapter 30 and was like, oh, shit. Well, that came I out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the ultimate reader. Like, everyone should find them and test your manuscript. Um, so they get off the phone. Mackenzie has a Snapchat from Blake. It's a cupcake of sprinkles on it and glasses Her or favorite something.
0: flavor, pink. Makes <laughs> her
1: smile, brainwashes her into calling him again. She quickly hangs up, makes sure she's hung up. And then, I like this detail, she turns the phone off so you can't call her back. And you fucking face Blake. That is some uh, gamesmanship right there. Oh, I'm going to go just call somebody, let it ring one time and then turn it off my phone.
0: I like how she mentions that she's like thinking back to uh, when she named Claire during the fateful conversations like she hadn't meant it. She just wanted to participate in the conversation. Yeah, she's (laughs) trying to fit in.
1: Yeah, there's like a little like subtle dip into kind of like Mackenzie's sexuality here. She's kept his card. It's in her underwear drawer under a miracle bra. She's too chicken to wear. Something she had bought shopping for former BFF Claire. Like, Mackenzie's like the real teenage girl amongst this group. <laughs> and she, she seems to.
0: She's not the one who's like does modeling on the side. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't been like fucking Cosmo. Um, she doesn't have like the the outrageous drama of terrorized sibling who's unfortunately like not around anymore, boyf- soccer boyfriend issues. She's just like the normal girl. Uh-huh. Um because he gets through the possibility that you know claire could be killed as part of his list she just doesn't want to feel responsible for that tells her parents she'll be brb she drives over to claire's house rings the doorbell claire's mom answers
0: um claire, claire's wearing a uh, mellow cello t-shirt and pajama pants and she's like what the fuck do you want yeah yeah claire the has mom, a real hard time or not claire mckenzie has a real hard time kind of coming out and saying you're in danger it's yeah. always yeah. like oh, I, there's something I need to tell you. And Claire's just like, fuck off. And, and Max just like, ah, too. Can't say it. Yeah, like. I'll just follow well, like you around the, like a creep.
1: Yeah, I like the details, though, like of the, the high school friend drama where the parents have no idea what the oh, new yeah. status quo is. So they're just like, hey, you want some hot chocolate? Which is hilarious, especially like you said, when when Claire comes down the the stairs and her like uh, Jim Jam bottoms and she's just like, what are you doing here? Homemade um,
0: chocolate chip cookie. Why, well, yes, Mrs. Coldwell.
1: Mackenzie says, "So you're not going out tonight?" And Claire's like, "Does it look like I'm going out tonight?"
0: Now, there's nothing wrong with Claire yet, right? She's just like I mean? crabby. Yeah, she's
1: just yeah. she's just crabby and awesome. <laughs> so, like when the the question of Oliver comes up, Claire says, "He seems lame. If you ask me, I never want him anyway." <laughs> Claire, you're the best. Never change. Um, uh, yeah. So that's when like Mackenzie's just like, "Oh, no reason." <laughs> I better I don't go. Yeah. yeah, so she's leaving. She sees another car pulling up down the street, facing her. The headlights are out. It's clear that there's just one person driving the car, and she recognizes the car. And she says, "Was that
0: Julie?" Now we're talking. I love the description of the uh, you know the car gliding slowly, shark like down the street toward her. Its yes. lights off. Like you can really, it's like a great visual you know, metaphor, yeah. you know, or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. And it's, like, well, it's, like, Julie's, like, sitting, like, straight up, stone face like a robot behind the steering wheel.
1: Yeah. Well, like, it's not – I don't think it's, like, specially mentioned who – she can't see who's in the car. She knows it's Julie's car. She assumes it's Julie driving. But the clear detail is that there's only one person in that Well, she, it
0: says she saw the lone figure sitting stone face behind the steering wheel. Was that, quote, dot, dot, dot Julie? So, yeah, that's, I mean –
1: that's but I mean, if, if I like saw your car doing something, I think ominous,
0: she it doesn't. I don't think she thinks it's somebody else driving. I think she's like, why was that, Julie?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it is Julie. I'm just saying it's not like she's making a picture, a crystal clear idea. So for that person out there who's still not fully aware, it's not it's not fully spelled out yet. Because um, it's fascinating. Like we're ramping up these details, but we're also still kind of treading water on the reveal.
0: I mean, I think there's there's three chapters here. This is the first one where Mac sees something that makes her think that Julie is uh, suspicious. And then this next chapter with Caitlin here, Caitlin's going to find something suspicious as well, I believe. Well, also, right? Caitlin's
1: kind of kind of suspicious, too, like her own little bit where she's lost in her thoughts, driving aimlessly. She's now on the phone with Jeremy, who's barely listening to him. He's like, saying something... Of,
0: I because she, she eventually ends up, it's like, oh, look at that. I'm in Julie's neighborhood. I feel like you could make the argument that is maybe a little subconscious on her part, like maybe something's mm-hmm. tickling the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. Or she's thinking I should go see Julie.
1: Maybe. Um, she's probably listening to him. He's saying something about a sci-fi movie marathon at a little art house in Seattle. And she's like, sure, whatever. And then she's like, Oh, hey, by the way, that reminds me of my thing, which is and this is Halloween party. And she's like, You'll come, right? And I'm, I actually wrote down in my notes here, I'm about to flip the page, and I just know he's going to say something pissy. <laughs> sure enough, Jeremy says, a Halloween party, sounding circumspect. And he says, since when do you know me as someone who likes to dress up and drink beer? God, he's such the worst. So she has to talk him into it by saying that she's going to go as a UW cheerleader, and this involves a super short skirt.
0: He's just like, okay, okay, fine, I guess.
1: But here's the bullshit part. This is a teenage boy who I presume is mega horned up. Your lady friend is trying to entice you with some uh, some hanky panky stuff, and as she's trying to describe the sexy outfit that she's going to wear to lure you out of your goddamn shell, he, he's like cutting her off. Let her finish the sentence.
0: He's know. just like, okay, okay, I'll go, Rude. but only for you. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the worst. He, and it's I don't know. Worst character
1: of the book, right?
0: I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know, I guess it depends on how you find it worse, I guess. Like most unlikable, for sure. Um he's he's it's effective because you know each time he's going to be shitty. Like you just sense it coming. Because like uh-huh. his character is so clearly defined, you know. It's just like every single time she expresses the slightest interest in doing something that isn't like staying in his basement watching Doctor Who, he's gonna be shitty about it
1: yeah but i mean like take the old sitcom thing of like we're all going to go on a fun sexy like secluded ski trip and get snowed in for a week Mm -hmm. i'd rather be on that trip of literally any other character in this
0: oh yeah totally
1: jeremy like ava's dad leslie claire whatever's going on with the julie parker entity all of it at one point
0: here caitlin says i'm excited about that movie marathon really and it's a Jeremy clucked his tongue. Well, I'm not excited about the party, but hey, at least this is an excuse to see you in cheerleader skirt. What an ass. Fuck you. <laughs> she should have fucking uh, hung up on him right there. She
1: should have thrown her phone out the window and changed her name. Um, yeah, so he points out that she's been acting strange lately. She's not been acting like herself.
0: Um, I guess she, she hasn't she told ra- him like anything about all the, the police and whatnot.
1: Oh, God, can you imagine his huffing and puffing? Uh, oh, you don't seem like yourself with your friends being murdered and you being slightly responsible. <laughs> um, but she recognizes at one point when he's saying something that he sounds more resigned than irritated. And honestly, I would have preferred the irritation.
0: Yeah, we find out that she's been kind of exchanging a few texts with Josh. She has not told Jeremy about that, which like, I don't even really know if that counts as keeping a secret. I don't know if you need to tell your boyfriend that you've been texting his brother i don't know
1: well it's yes. more complicated than that because it's also your ex of long long time yeah but the question is is there anything improper going on
0: i guess it's you know seemingly she has answer, like no. guilty conscience yeah
1: yeah it seems the answer is no i mean but can i just back up one more second when she mentions how she feels bad for ava's stepmom he's like oh. I thought you told me that Ava hated her stepmom. It's like,
0: my dude, come on. Sorry. Please continue. Yeah, so I think there's like a news uh, broadcast. I guess she's listening to the radio here, like, you know, finding out how detectives think that Granger and Hotchkiss might be related. And she's thinking, Oh, it's only a matter of time before they like put together like Parker's dad, Nava's mom into this situation and Ashley, you know, like it's amazing they haven't already, but Yeah. They're not very good cops. You know,
1: Yeah, they mentioned they still haven't found Ashley Ferguson's body. I just, you know, whatever, dunking dunking her body in the river and wading it down and letting it float off to whatever adventures it's going to have. Like, that's fine. That makes sense. I really wanted a situation, though, where, like, somehow the
0: body would resurface at the wrong moment. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, this is where she realizes that she's been driven, or she's driven herself to Julie's house without realizing it. No one has seen Julie in days. She hasn't been answering calls or texts. She sees... uh...
1: Does she even know about Ashley?
0: Yeah, so she gets out of the car, and I think this is where she's, like, walking up to the porch, and suddenly, like, there's, like, somebody, like, lurking in the shadows, a gruff, unfamiliar voice. What are you doing here? It's Parker. As she's dodging
1: the old appliances and piles of trash blocking the walkway, I feel like the post-apocalyptic front yard keeps growing.
0: <laughs> I just let the, the head lifted and Caitlin gasped. It was Julie, a shrunken, shriveled, pale version of her anyway the same enough. features, same colored hair framing her face. Her eyes are flat and lifeless. Her complexion, ashen. Her demeanor, stiff. She seemed like a zombie. Ooh. So this is Parker. Yeah.
1: And
0: yeah, basically sacred. Parker Julie's is just kind of like I'm fine. What are you doing here? I want to be alone. You know, thanks for your concern. I'm never going to school again. Uh, Caitlin Lee isn't just like Oh. oh. Or actually, no, Parker goes inside and Caitlin's like chilling on the porch thinking like, oh, it's like I was talking to a completely different girl just then. Huh.
1: First, quote unquote, Julie is like, I'm tired. Caitlin's like, oh, okay, I'll let you get some rest. And then Julie's just like, maybe.
0: The maybe. Uh, See, I guess I took that as like, (laughs) that's Parker talking to Julie or something. I don't know.
1: No, I think she's saying like, well, maybe I'll be able to rest. I don't know. I'm so tortured. (laughs) Yeah, so it's coming off like a complete psycho. It goes inside. Caitlin's close enough that she can hear her talking to someone inside. Sounds agitated. Caitlin feels bad for eavesdropping, even though it seems like so juicy and bizarre. She turns to leave, bumps into like a rusted bucket. And I thought, oh, God, go get a shot. Get like a fucking whatever that shot is you get when you. Un- yeah tetanus shot thank you she looks over and sees that the thing it's like a thing of fertilizer hidden away behind some potted plants and then she sees the ingredients potassium cyanide oh shit it's the same stuff that killed nolan hotchkiss yo
0: is it, is it that easy to get cyanide i'm asking for a friend.
1: fertilizer i don't know i mean i always thought your fertilizer was your gateway to like blowing federal buildings up i didn't know you could poison people with it interesting We should figure this out now before one of us is calling the other at midnight. Uh I can't wait. You know this is going to happen. It's going to be tables are going to reverse. It's going to be you. It's going to be like, hey, remember that girl? I accidentally killed her. And I'm going to be like, have you fucked this up? Let's walk through this whole thing. Oh, man.
0: In your dreams. (laughs) Chapter 26. (laughs) Julie had forgotten it was her old friend's Halloween party tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This scene is so. This like this setup is so funny. She's sitting at her desk in her bedroom, looking at her computer. Parker's chilling on the bed, like directly behind her, thumbing through an issue of Us Weekly, like essentially just studying everything that Julie's doing on Facebook. Or maybe Julie can just feel Parker absorbing the details over her shoulder. So she logs into Facebook. Um, I like that the books like she didn't know why she did it. She didn't know why she logged into
0: Facebook. <laughs> well, it's she like jumped- she, she sees that Claire has written "Count Me In" on like the Nissa's like party page or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Had Parker she, seen Claire's name?
1: Yeah, well, she jokes that like like if she were to even post anything, it would be like, sorry I haven't updated in a few days, been too busy recovering from public humiliation, avoiding the cops, and covering up for my best friend, the serial murderer. Good times. Also, this place is run by Russian trolls.
0: Um,
1: Was that the, a whisper the,
0: of a determined smile on her face? <laughs>
1: the post for Nissa's party says, only the costumed need apply.
0: I guess uh, Mac applied to anyway.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah, Mac.
0: Um, this is where the cops show up, right?
1: Yeah, there's a there's like a flashback to like Nisha's party from two years ago when Julie went as a Vegas showgirl with a plume on top of her head that in a sparkly dress that showed off her toned body. Now, people had taken pictures of her, unofficially voted her best costume of the night. She danced with friends, including Parker. Is had maybe gone. a
0: little uh, narcissistic. Like, are people sure. really voting you best dressed, like, unofficially? I don't,
1: many, like, I don't know how many people reflect upon their own toned body. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe some people do. But her, Parker hadn't gone to last year's Halloween party because her attack had happened only weeks
0: before. Um. Yeah, this is when Claire has to count me in. Anyway, eventually, uh, the cops knock on the door. Julie, or the, I, don't, I don't think we know it's the cops yet, but her mom is screening. So Julie has to be like, stay here. I really mean it. And Parker's like, I promise. <laughs> <And laughs> She's like a murder poodle. Yeah, it's Detective McMiniman and Peters are outside. She lets them in because she doesn't want to seem shady. Although I feel like if I was these cops, I'd be like, it's cool. We can, we can talk out here. Yeah. This house is oh, gross.
1: We don't want to sit anywhere. Oh, if they had done the thing where they put down some towels or something before they sit on the
0: couch. Well, at Peter's, it's just like, I'll stand, thanks.
1: Yeah. yeah the hellhole that is her living room where's a bunch of board games stacked up and a couch that Julie apparently forgot existed. Gross. Cats are gone. Place reeks of cat piss still, which, man, good luck getting that stink out. Mm-hmm. Um, they sit. They ask her about Ashley. She mentions how Ashley uh, outed her home life as being a shithole. Then they ask where she was after her meeting with Dr. Rose. And she's like, I was with Parker. And they're like, Parker who? And she's like, uh, Parker Duvall, my best friend,
0: LOL. <laughs> well, real quick, you did skip over a line I found hilarious. It's like when they're first going to talk to her, the McMiniman is just like, so Julie, we're actually surprised you're home tonight. We hear there's a big Halloween party. <laughs> it's like, look at you, catty bitches. You're up on all the hot gossip.
1: I mean, if this had gone on longer, I would have presumed that they would have like, Who's like the youngest on the force? Oh we yeah, have to go undercover as a high school student,
0: like Deputy Leo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Honestly, that this is only two books. I feel like this could have been extended. Don't you? Um, I mean, you can only drag out the Julie Parker thing for so long. I think. Yeah, but I mean, well, there's the, other well, the stuff the you could theoretically do.
1: The end of this book doesn't necessarily, to me, like not lead to a follow up.
0: Wouldn't be opposed. Yeah. Um. Well, as soon so as they, uh yeah as soon as she mentions Parker Duval, they just kind of like look at each other and they're like uh-huh write something down. All right, thanks for your time, Julie.
1: Like what what the shit? Like they need need like the doctor's been like by the way guys, she's totally got uh, DID and they're like let us just go confirm that.
0: Like all, right, all right, confirmed now we're just going to leave. We know she's yeah. dangerous. We think it's possible she's murdered most multiple people, but we're uh, we're just gonna leave and see what happens.
1: We have no reason to believe that she's done murdering. Not 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 what she's good at it. So we're going to say that we have her under surveillance, but that's just kind of on yeah. paper.
0: Uh, then after they leave, um, this is when she's Julie's freaking out. She wants to talk to Fielder, right?
1: Well, she's like oh, no, I've basically set them right on Parker's trail. But little they know, by the time they realize that Parker stays with me and they come back, we'll be long gone. But yeah, so she has reservations. She decides to call Fielder. Uh, He answers, and he's like, Parker, is that you? And she's like, why would he be expecting a call from Parker?
0: (laughs) So she just hangs up. Yeah, And then rushes back into her room. Oh, shit, Parker's gone. And they're on the computer, and the Facebook page is like, Claire, that catty bitch, is... Posted some uh, photo. It's like a creep. It's like a creep shot of Mac and uh, Oliver, like making out in his car. And so the mm-hmm. captions "Once a slut, all's a slut."
1: Damn. And Julie's just like, "Well,
0: shit." Like, can't you like get in trouble for that at school these days? Like online bullying. I don't know.
1: I would think so. I don't know. I mean, you and I. Aged out of high school. Like I right cannot even imagine stuff.
0: being in high school with social media. Just it's baffling to me how that people even live.
1: Yeah. So she just assumes this is the final straw. This will set Parker off. Parker's gone, so she races off, going after her.
0: Dun dun dun! The manhunt's on. Chapter twenty-seven. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> Abe was
1: in the hospital checking herself out in the mirror.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> A little Aria moment there. Yeah, she's uh, trying to comfort Dad. I think uh, we find out that uh, Leslie's mom, you know, Grandma Shields, showed up at some point, and so she's horrible. also horrible.
1: Yeah. Uh, they determined that Leslie's fall was an accident. Her blood alcohol level is extremely high. She's agitated, and she was a soap opera bitch. Um, <laughs> Leslie's
0: mom already has uh, Mr. Jalali like, looking at uh, cemetery options, just in yeah. case.
1: Well, she's apparently just like mean, cruel monster. She's staying with them. She complains about the uncomfortable sheets and the lack of soy milk in the fridge. Which, ha ha ha! But the sheets are uncomfortable, like not yeah, just the bed. Know.
0: Maybe it's a low thread count.
1: Yeah, I don't you know. Yeah, that would, that would, that would sound disgusting. Uh, so she's like, you know, bringing up all the comfortable reminders of like Ava or for Ava of her mother's death. Uh, perhaps you know Ava's like bumming the dad out because he's just like, don't don't you have a Halloween party to go to?
0: Yeah, just n- go. <laughs> nice detail of Ava remembering like there was a very brief stay in her weight last time before she found out that her mom died last time they're in the hospital here and she remembers uh, feeding quarters into a vending machine and getting bugles which her mom's favorite snack
1: I just like bugles they're very salty mm-hmm. um, um, yeah Alex has to work again he's been cleared of the charges so her dad likes him again um Ava apparently Kenzie's had, going to the party to keep an eye on Claire.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, they'd been texting um Caitlin's going too, Ava suddenly feels guilty, she should go with them. And so, like, I don't know. I, I suppose it's mildly convenient that dad's like, Yeah, why don't you go to that party? You know, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he's like, um, so Oh, but by the shows, way,
0: uh before you, you know you leave, I found this. Uh you probably want this.
1: Yeah, Aurora brings her Aurora brings her this like earring, it's called a chandelier earring. So she found on the floor of the bedroom she's staying in, that's the bedroom with the balcony that Leslie fell from, which is like, oh shit, Ava takes it, runs off. Why? Because
0: that shit belongs to Julie. I don't think this is Aurora doing this. This is just her dad.
1: No, because it's Aurora says that she found it on the floor of the bedroom she's staying in, which is the bedroom with the balcony. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Aurora handled it. He
0: says, it. I found it upstairs on my bedroom floor, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's Julie's earring that she recognized. I guess it must be pretty unique looking or something. Uh, well, it was, I, it was I, funny because I just finished reading the Elizas, and there's also like a you dropped an earring thing in that as well. Uh, that's like a, a Sarah Shepard special there.
1: I'm glad you finished. How'd you like that ending? I liked it a lot. It's really good, right? Uh-huh. It kind of gives you kind of like the, with the reveal. Everything you're like, well, there's still a bunch of book left, but I think it works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not to go um, into any spoilers there, but. Uh, if If you're digging the vibe of uh this book and you want something a little more adult, check out the elizas
1: yeah, way way better, I would say, like way more my cup of tea personally um chapter twenty eight at the party on a Friday night. It's mackenzie um some dude bumps into her and spills beer on her uh this is the fucking onslaught of names, and i I've decided now names. Teenage names? This is Sarah Shepherd's specialty. <laughs> Kelly. Like she's, I feel like she's got a fucking notebook just cut full of like wacko names like Sander Dennis. I feel and like and she's Penelope got steward.
0: I think she's got a whole page in the notebook of like just like like dude bro asshole names. Like Thad Kelly has definitely got to be from that list.
1: Yeah. Which oh wait, uh, my guy Tad here, like he's wearing a bluebird costume with a sash on it that says insert one hundred and forty characters here. Um, buddy, look here. Lucy Hale already did that Twitter Halloween costume back in 2014, and it was the best goddamn thing you ever did see. So step off, Tad.
0: Uh, step off. Personally, can I just say I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the, like, ironic or, like, punished Halloween costume. I, just, I am an,
1: until it's adorned by Lucy Hale. So step off, James. Step off. So Mackenzie's wearing normal clothes, and she says she didn't have time to figure out also, the costume.
0: It says she's wearing boyfriend jeans. What are those? Um, I think they're just jeans that are too big for you and make you look cute that, that look like your
1: boyfriend's jeans i'm googling oh there are holes in them and shit huh. they're okay. distressed jeans with a bunch of holes Because i guess boyfriends are fucking slobs well I, I always assumed i'm looking at pictures now but it's also like the rolled up like like legs because like these they're too long for you okay so it's how theoretically are, i
0: guess it's like they're your boyfriend's jeans and you're wearing them yeah yeah i mean i know what he's wearing but
1: I guess it's not just a clever name.
0: (laughs) Like we only have one pair of jeans. I don't know what you're doing, but.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I guess I'm just shirt cocking it. (laughs) My boss is complaining, but whatever.
0: I like the the priest.
1: Yeah. Um, So from the book, after she's bumped into this guy, he's like chastising her for the lack of costume. And he's like, lame. He laughed and boogied away.
0: (laughs) He boogied away. Boogieing on away.
1: Yeah, I'm going to boogie on away. Uh, Mackenzie's not here to celebrate Halloween. She's here to save a life.
0: Well, we get a possible. little bit of a reflection about her, you know, remembering that she saw Julie cruising by. And it was like, well, maybe Julie was there for the same reason Mac was. Just to check on Clara, make sure she was safe. That had to be it. There's always some bullshit reason to drive past a person's house late at night with no headlights on. Uh-huh, we all uh-huh. know this. Um, yeah. Claire is dressed not, as a sprinkle candy from Candy Crush. Sure, that's a teen
1: thing. Um, yeah, it's not Lost in Mackenzie that she's also doing this. Even though this monster Claire, who's awesome, posted that picture first of all, snuck over and took that picture of her and Oliver that night, and then posted that shit on Facebook. Well,
0: Mac is just like so over it at this point. She's like, whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she's like, yeah, that was weird and creepy. And I know I'm like I'm supposed to hate you, but like I don't know. She's she's risen above it all. She's really self-actualized.
1: Well, yeah, she's like she had taken like a, a walk over to Julie's Facebook page as well. Prior to the whole hoarding email reveal, the last thing Julie had posted on Facebook was a link to an article entitled The 10 Best Pandora Downloads to Kickstart Your Weekend, which has got to be the lamest teen content to post on Facebook. But I thought Pandora was a streaming
0: service. Why would you be
1: downloading anything?
0: It might have like a a way to download, like, play later? It's, I don't know. But with Spotify, do people still do Pandora? I think it still exists as a company, because it's free, I think, is the main thing about Pandora.
1: Okay, yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't write my music.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm old school. I still jerk off manually. Uh, Mackenzie keeps moving through the party. Katy Perry starts playing, so you know this is a real teenage party. It's time to get bumping. Uh, she finds Claire talking to Maeve Hurley, who plays violin
0: it seems like we uh, get a lot of descriptions of like the requisite slutty cat, slutty, witch, slutty nun costumes. Yeah. Which slutty nun? I mean, it's, just it's, it's a habit in a bikini or something. I don't know.
1: I mean, are these like black narcissus slutty nuns?
0: Are like these nuns from like Ken Russell's the devil? I'm, I'm sure you can rule 34 of that real quick and, and see yeah. what people are talking about.
1: Yeah. This, the slutty Marilyn Monroe's plural, a couple of Daft Punk robots.
0: Okay. Well, there's a, a quick line here that, Stood out to me. and says all of them are paying attention to their drinks or taking pictures of one another on their phones. Paying attention to their drinks does that mm. just mean like I don't know they're in their cups or like mm. yeah
1: I don't know that that I don't know I don't doubt that Sarah Shepard's making a clever play on in the cups, but I feel like that's going to fly over the heads of most teens, and so it's probably the literal <laughs> reading of I mean I don't know maybe they're just like smell this does it smell like roofies
0: yeah i mean i guess maybe after what happened to nolan people would be extra cautious Ooh, yeah it's a good point <laughs> this is like the next major party
1: this uh this raucous teenage Rama it's got a real somber vibe
0: yeah oh speaking of bad costumes blake shows up dresses anthony kiedis from the chili peppers just what?
1: oh shit
0: is that a costume i feel no. like you can only go as anthony kiedis if you look like anthony kiedis and have really long hair and Is like in like a this? like a thin and like heroin cheek body, you know,
1: well, he doesn't quite have a heroin cheek body, I'm thinking of the the bridge video I don't, I don't want to I'm thinking do of, nothing. like give it away, I <laughs> guess oh, you God, know? I did nothing um, and she's just like, oh, by the way, abs, um are these kids old enough to know this band?
0: I, I mean, probably unfortunately, yes, because the chili peppers are like cockroaches, they won't die.
1: well, what's the last Chili Peppers album? Is that really being like bumped by the teenagers?
0: I have no idea. I feel like they're still willing to like show up and do live performances, though. So,
1: I mean, like, here's how old I am. Scar tissue was the single that dropped when I was a senior in high school. I remember listening to it on the radio while talking on the phone with you about the Phantom Menace.
0: I think they're just like I'm a hundred. Yeah, I think they're like our generation's Aerosmith. Like they just won't go away.
1: Oof. less, (laughs) more heroin chic, and less like. You know what this microphone stand needs? Like a thousand scarves. Also, Steven Tyler's a creep. Uh, anyway, so Blake is like, he, Blake is kind of is interesting. He is kind of stepping in because what he's perceived is Mackenzie's trying to reconcile with Claire. And he's like, look, I get where you're coming from. You're fantastic. That's not a hot idea. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's like, I do. You're a good friend, but you don't get that Claire's change. She isn't the girl you remember. So anyways, Mackenzie's like, yada, yada, yada. As long as Claire's inside the house, she's safe from this thing in the film class that we've unleashed. The it follows of murder that we've unleashed. So she's face to face with Blake, which is difficult after avoiding him for so long because he seems to be taller, broader, cuter.
0: All at once, Matt could smell that sugary bakery smell he always gave off. Yeah, that's some good fuck vibes. Yeah.
1: Uh, like, like, if you, like, If you're in a person's presence and you can just feel yourself getting in a cavity yeah yeah um so he touches her hair tells her she looks pretty uh she's like oh that's a lie i'm not really dressed up
0: and he's like girl that's when you're prettiest
1: uh he's missed her hope that she would talk to him she's about all right to tell him the yada yada
0: him. yada they're they, they like there's like three paragraphs where they're about to kiss but they haven't quite kissed yet and then uh, i think the ava heat. shows up yeah
1: yeah the heat ava interrupts that she's frantic as af ava needs to talk to her now
0: denied so, blake that might check. be the last time we see blake
1: oh uh, yeah well off screen we see him later yeah you're right, right. so chapter 29 Caitlin.
0: caitlin has got her UW cheerleader costume on that's kind of a weird costume but sure whatever um, yeah she's she's rolling up with Vanessa Jeremy's in the backseat like a bitch this isn't his scene if it were up to Jeremy they'd be in his basement tonight watching Doctor Who and making out
1: what a fucking pill also oh, yeah Doctor Who Real sexy show.
0: Oh, and she's just like trying to cheer him up, like, "Oh, hey, look, isn't that a, somebody dressed as a character from Star Trek: The Next Generation?" And he's just like a bad version of him. Yeah, god, what an ass. Yeah, sourly. He some it. some other dude from the boys' soccer team shows up, and it's like, "Oh, I don't think we've met, but like, apparently they have." And he, the guy like tries to shake hands, and he just stares at his outstretched hand.
1: <laughs>
0: I love that detail. I mean,
1: I, I like what the way she's like okay i get why he's upset because like this dude does know jeremy like they've met hundreds of times because he's friends of josh but it's pretty funny because jeremy's such a fucking pill
0: well also look he's dressed up like a lumberjack apparently like maybe he didn't fucking recognize you uh
1: uh, a lumberjack that the costume is compiled from shit that was in caitlin's garage
0: because he didn't even make the effort yeah
1: yeah um and her whole thing is like let's just get him a or maybe he'll lighten the fuck up when he's buzzed seriously
0: yeah Man, this guy seems like rough. I, I get mean drunk vibes from this guy for sure oh yeah because he's caught a lot of shit on his fucking thing so
1: Josh is there he's dressed like David Beckham he's drunk he calls out for Caitlin to bend it like Beckham and come sign his cast Jeremy's red as fuck storms well, so off yeah,
0: I feel like the way you just characterize it is like more than what is here he literally just says hey come sign my cast like you said you would remember and, like, yeah. Jeremy's, like, furious by this.
1: Yeah. It doesn't take much to set Jeremy off.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Do you Kate even like me? Yeah.
1: All right. So, yeah, Kate has to chase after him. She asks if 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 she even likes him, if, like, she's having second thoughts about the relationship, if she wants Josh back.
0: Oh, she um, finally, says, like, kind of cuts in. and She's just like, you got to meet me in the fucking middle here, asshole.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah so the book says Caitlin side jeremy wasn't stupid on the one hand she loved that about him that he was so tuned in so aware of her feelings on the other hand it made it hard on both of them he's not that into your feelings
0: <laughs> not at all yeah she's yeah. finally like you got to try to meet me in the middle compromise a little which you haven't seemed very willing to do lately yeah and she's like what do you mean by that well
1: and she's like he's like She's throwing his face like you can't be upset that like uh, I talked to your brother. There's history there. Also, I don't know if you know this. This is your motherfucking brother. Like he's never going to not be
0: around. Yeah. Um, well, and at one point, like uh, Caitlin's just like, well, then maybe we're too different. And it's like bum, bum, bum. A hurt she has look to exp- on his face.
1: Yeah. She has to explain that she's proud of playing soccer. You know, she does feel bad about breaking their their date. You know, he's upset, but it's not like she fucking knew they were going to this concert. Um, this dude's whole body's like puckering up, like his asshole. And then here's the here's the best part. it's Like she's like, you know, she likes going to parties. He might have to. He might like it too if he gave them a chance. And he's just, like, doubt it.
0: What a guy. And then yeah. this is where Ava and Mac run up, and they're just like, we need to talk to you. Have you seen Julie? And Jeremy's. It's just like I will use this opportunity to get more butt hurt. He's like, I'll see you later, and just like takes off. And she's like, you're leaving. He's like, there's nothing here for me.
1: Ugh. <sighs> I want her to be like, bitch, I am your ride.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> Enjoy walking home. Uh, so she wants to go after him, but she's also aware that, you know, this like this might be where she loses his loser ass forever. And otherwise, Ava and Mackenzie sure do seem serious. So I should do this thing.
0: Yeah, this is I where mean, they all exchange their stories. Mac tells them about seeing Julie cruising past the house, uh, Claire's house. Ava talks about the earring of Julie's that she found uh, where like Leslie was pushed from and then Caitlin is like, "Oh yeah, I did find cyanide at her house." Just remember that. Even though this <laughs> chapter has been all about my boyfriend drama. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh, we have to find Julie right away." But, oh shit, Julie came to the party after all. Yeah. Record scratch as she walks in the door.
1: Part of that there's like a, "Why would Julie do this to us?" <laughs> yeah julie's I, can we just say i hope you're all enjoying this because this has nothing to do with the show well,
0: we never know yeah chapter 30 julie chapter here uh it's just like record scratch as she walks in the door she describes as wearing a uh her hair is like unwashed she's got no makeup on she's got a gray american apparel t-shirt and black nike shorts
1: here's my thing she looks like an incredible nightmare do we need
0: all this branding at this juncture I think it's just I, – I would guess that this is like an alloy thing. Okay. Where it's like you got to hit the brands.
1: I like, uh, like like, Julie.
0: Even when she looks bad, she looks
1: good. Julie. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's surrounded by witches, ghouls, Kardashians, Miley's, and even that kid who's dressed like a Twitter bluebird who's not Lucy Howe. Uh, yeah, Julie doesn't give a fuck of what anyone looking at her thinks. All she wants to do is find Parker and GTFO. So she reminds us that she's pretty sure that Parker had seen Claire's Facebook post with Mackenzie, and that sent her off. So the three girls come up to her. She makes out that Kate looks cute as a, a cheerleader. It was a, a flapper. Yeah,
0: great detail here is that uh, Ava looks tall and stately in a simple black flapper dress. So Ava, after discovering that Julie's earring was in the uh, the room where Leslie was pushed or fell from, it's like, oh yeah. shit, I gotta find the others, but first I gotta go home and change into my costume. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you're aware, but the
1: uh, Facebook post did say only the costume need apply. Yeah, Max came up
0: without a costume, but yeah, that's why
1: Max my hero. But the detail we forgot from the hospital thing is in that very beginning when Ava's studying herself in the mirror, she is noting like her look based on crying. Like she's like taking note of like how tragic she looks because she's been crying ava's i don't know like like i wanted more of that from ava like where she really celebrates her narcissism. you just
0: want a little more Arya, basically yeah you do i mean well because otherwise honestly who was
1: ava like i don't have a sense of her like i have a sense of the other characters even yeah you know uh um, even even caitlin comes alive as a person in reaction to jeremy i think well, so-
0: kind of becomes a leader at the end here which somewhat makes sense she's like a captain of the team um yeah yeah
1: yeah anyways so they-
0: they're like hey we've got something really important julie <laughs>
1: Um so they're like, hey, uh, can we talk? Julie's like, yeah, but only for a second. I'm looking for someone. So they take her aside, Ava shows her the earring, and Julie's like, Oh hey, my earring, where'd you find it? And Ava's like, at my house where Leslie was pushed. So yeah. Julie thinks that was Parker, of course. You know, Mackenzie mentions, like, seeing Julie driving around Claire's house. Caitlin mentions seeing the potassium cyanide. And Ava just straight up asks her if she's been doing this murderous shit. And (laughs) Julie's like, I can't believe you would ask me this. Wait, you think I did it? (laughs) Crazy. Crazy town. Crazy town banana pants.
0: Yeah, she's like, I have an explanation for you. I can't get into it right now. And she tries to be passive. Ava catches her arm. And is just like, you have to get into it right now. We're not letting you go until you do something inside Julie snaps. let go of me she screamed and mm-hmm. it's like they've like formed a little liar wall here they're just like nope no can do Uh, you got to tell us what's going on Julie's starting to feel nuts and she's just like God she didn't want to say the name out loud as soon as it escaped her lips she betrayed Parker for good but she's, she's
1: like yeah I have to stop her
0: and they're like stop who stop who indeed and uh finally it's like uh I don't know they've shaking her down too much and so she's pressed her hands over her face I didn't hurt anyone it's Parker okay and I'm trying to keep her safe I'm trying to keep her I'm trying to keep Claire safe but Parker is sick guys and if you don't help me find her right now she's going to get Claire next and then Whoa. like oh, to continue. I was gonna say just, saying, just the, the three of them are just like looking at each other it's like Ava goes pale Caitlin has a hand pressed over her mouth Mac looks almost pitying you know it's like
1: yeah yeah. Right before that, when the stop who and Julie's like, isn't it obvious who isn't here right now? Who else knows about our list? And they're just like <laughs> you, Julie, <laughs> you and only you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, again, Sarah Shepard is just doing a bit of a thing here where she's just like edging us to this reveal, like crazy. I was like, I was like maybe literally on the edge of my seat here. Um, so Julie's just like, are you, are you guys coming or what? And like, that's just the text of the book here where finally Ava spoke her voice unsteady. You want us to come look for Parker, she repeated. Parker, ellipsis Duvall, Mac whispered. Yes, Julie spat. Our friend, Parker Duvall. She blinked at them. They all seemed frozen solid. What, she snapped. Why aren't you listening to me? Julie, Caitlin said quietly. She exchanged a glance at the others. Ava's eyes were filled with tears. Mac's chin bobbed. Caitlin looked at Julie again, her expression sad and scared and very, very worried.
0: Julie, Parker's been dead for over a year. I probably didn't say quite like that, but yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, so chapter 31, the reveal is out. Parker is dead. Is she a ghost? Oh, oh. Uh, Ava was Julie ready, and a girl she thought she knew crumpled against the wall. Her whole body was trembling. No, she whispered, that's not true. You're lying. Ooh, a bad case of reality setting in. Yeah. And uh, so we get kind of some recriminations here. You know, Ava's saying, you were the one who stepped forward about her dad. You were the one who got him arrested. Uh, her mom didn't want to talk. And mm-hmm. Max says, and you went to her funeral. You even spoke, Caitlin said.
1: Yeah, spelling out, like Park, like her dad killed her. He beat her to death the night she came out with the oxy. Um, Parker had been killed only a few weeks after Ava's mom died. Ava only knew Parker peripherally through Nolan because the two had been really good friends. In fact, after Ava and Nolan broke up and he started all those shitty rumors about her, par- about her fucking the teachers, Parker had come up to her and given her support. So she remembers the morning she heard about Parker's death. It seems it like a, been... I don't know. I
0: feel like that's a little like character retcon. It's like oh, Parker wasn't that bad, even though she was Nolan's best yeah. friend.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I like again the slight narcissism of Ava. She remembered the morning of Parker's death, and how it like kind of affected her because Parker had initially been reported as a suicide. You know, the story had been like wild girl ODs after a night of partying, but soon enough they had figured out the truth because of all the
0: wounds on Parker's face and body. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he'd figured it out pretty fast. Yeah. You're like uh, Oh, she OD'd with a huge black eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do. Julie is just like, this is it's not true. You know, she's screaming so loud that like everyone's kind of like noticing her at the party now and laughing. And Julie's just like, Parker's been with us the whole time. You're telling me she wasn't in our film studies class? She wasn't the one who initiated that whole conversation? And it was just like, uh, no, Julie, you did. Mm-hmm
1: ava's heart is breaking but it's cool though because she read about ptsd in psychology class last year i love the sentence but could julie have gone this long without anyone realizing she was delusional
0: (laughs) hello i've
1: been doing it for 30 plus years
0: (laughs) this is when julie starts to get defensive she says you finally have solace because nolan's gone you know and you ava admit it you'd be thrilled to be free of leslie you'd have your father back yeah and finally she just like i don't know completely snaps, like rushes past them, knocks Mac against the wall and gets away down the hall before they can catch up with her. And then the I cops love, show up at the same time.
1: I, I always love when the people are like, but her, you know, she's a killer, but you guys, her heart's in the right place. Yeah. Personally, I'm going to start keeping my heart in the wrong place for
0: protection yeah. because it's funny. Um, So chapter 32 yeah. is a Mac chapter. They're running around the party. Uh, Mac is looking for Julie, but also really looking for Claire. You know, obviously Claire's yeah. next. Um, well,
1: At least, like, like this is the beauty. So, I was meant to mention as I was reading the book earlier when she is like hunting down Claire, and there's something about the way it was written, the way Claire was like kind of like taunting her and evading her in the party. I kept thinking, like, is there like some wild strain where Claire is behind all of this? No, of course yeah. not. Claire is just Claire's just a great teenage girl. So, I was like wondering finally- if we're going to
0: get a third personality.
1: Ooh, that'd be cool. But like, like finally, like Mackenzie has like a personal stake with her, her person still being on the chopping block here.
0: Yeah. Well, she's Uh, thinking about like, oh, did Julie just walk around half the time thinking she was Parker? You know, like in hindsight, there had been times where it seemed like Julie was contradicting herself. And I just thought she was arguing a problem from both angles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, they're putting the two together pretty quickly here. Um. So this is like, you know, what Henry and Jekyll and his bro were doing, too, is arguing problems from both angles. In the, in the middle of all these like mental gymnastics, Mackenzie actually catches up with Claire, who's not pleased to see her. Well, it's, they're like, like the outside now, yeah. Yeah, because everyone's like running away from the cops. As the cops are yelling, like, please do not get behind the wheel of a car if you've been drinking, because drunk driving kills. Uh, well, somehow, the the road. somehow
0: Claire got behind the cops out on the road, and Mackenzie has two, and then It's like, oh, shit, there's a car that just revved its engine. It's going to run over Claire. Yeah.
1: I'd be more shocked at how Julie was able to go get into a car without the cops noticing than I am about, like, Mackenzie and Claire evading the cops. Well, I mean, yeah, so, I, I don't
0: know if these two can get away from the cops, but she'll truly can too. You know.
1: But I mean, like a car is more noticeable. I would think. I would think the cops would be stopping cars just to make sure that people aren't like intoxicated behind the wheel. Anyway, so Mackenzie tackles uh, Claire to the grass, saving her life from the car, but the car does run over her hand, which is all fucked up. And it says, "No, I don't. I
0: don't think that's what would happen."
1: Oh, well, then her hand gets fucked I, up in the fall because
0: they describe um. So, so she. There's like a car coming. And it's like, move, you know. Mac, like, leaps and says so she reached Claire a millisecond before the car did, throwing herself against Claire's body and tackling her to the grass. They landed together on the other side of the street, slamming into the curb with a painful force. Uh, Claire oh. screamed. So I, I yeah. think it's that Claire has somehow just like landed weirdly on her hand because, like, it's like her fingers are all mangled and twisted now in a natural configuration.
1: Her piggy stuck out at a horrible angle,
0: clearly broken in
1: more than one place. And, like, oh my God, Mac said, Claire. Your fingers. Um, But yeah, Claire ends up in like a full arm cast after this.
0: I I assume there's probably maybe like a broken wrist or something there too. I mean, it sounds like they landed like like on a curb, like on her hand. So that I could see that really fucking you up.
1: But I'm just kind of wondering if there's like reverberation up the arm. Because why else would you be in like a cast up to your shoulder?
0: It depends on how much her arm is injured.
1: Either way, that arm is fucked. So Claire passes out from all the arm being fucked. It's uh, like a real Doctor
0: Strange, yeah,
1: yeah. Dormammu, came to bargain. Uh, chapter thirty-three He's is going to go like
0: learn to like harness her chi to play the violin, and then Jude Electroford is going to show up and just be like, "You're you're a crime against nature. I'm taking away your violin powers. Hey. Take that, Pangborn." Book three of The Perfectionists and, like, Bald
1: Tilda Swinton shows up to, like, teach you what's what of the universe, I'm into it. I'm, I am mean, like, if Julian Parker are, like, just going to team up with Bald Tilda Swinton, I'm into it. Um, chapter 33, this is the longest chapter of this portion, so, like, prepared to really dive into explaining
0: this shit. Well, we, this is our later. classic psycho ending here. Yeah, you got this the psychologist class- coming in.
1: This is our classic season two of Pretty Little Liars (laughs) ending. I like would have been so awesome if like they could have brought in. What's her name? Therapy Ann. The adrenaline
0: rush that accompanied her feelings of omniscience. Yeah.
1: What if Therapy Ann is like the first cameo?
0: (laughs) That'd be amazing.
1: There was a bit. There was a bit where like social media wise. um, What's her name? Oh, shit. I love her. Uh, Charlotte was doing something on the West Coast, like around Seattle. Vanessa Ray and I was like, "Oh fuck, you guys! What if she's cameoing in The Perfectionists?" Anyway, uh, it's an hour later. Caitlin's with Mackenzie and Ava in the lobby of the police station.
0: That, After like, they've got to finally go tell the truth. Yeah,
1: yeah. Claire's hands been mangled by the car or the curb. The empties have sent her the girls away. They're like, "We got to tell this shit out." Cops take him back. Talk to them. Um, he's like super gruff. Well, still them in the empty no room. parents here. Yeah, very nonchalant. <laughs> I like this kind of like downplaying with a cop. So. Busy night, huh? <laughs> okay.
0: like they're like, oh, so we uh we think it's Julie, and like here's the reasons why, and the cops are just like, Yes, we've been watching Julie for some time. It's like not very well, apparently, what the fuck yeah. how's that been going? I like that, like we think it's Julie. she's sort
1: kind of sort of confessed, and they're like, Yup. <laughs> uh-huh. So Caitlin asks how the cops figured it out. And then, as if on cue, Dr. Rose appears in the doorway. This is a
0: very much like Detective Tanner vibe I get here. A little bit, but like. She's got like a mocha from Starbucks in her hand. This is not remotely the procedure, right? Like you don't just
1: have a doctor on his hand. It's just like, let me explain to anyone who's curious how this backs up. That's how it
0: works with the police. You just, if you want like, an explanation, they're like, alright, we're gonna bring in a psychologist to explain it to you guys.
1: We have them here twenty four seven to explain it to anyone's curious. Well, like like I feel like legally, like this is how like Julie slash Parker's lawyer gets them off.
0: Yeah, really.
1: Um so Dr. Rose says she sniffed it out during her uh private session of Julie. Jim's, Julie's home life is chaotic. She needs to build well, This
0: doctor is really like She's just shining her own badge here, you know, just like, yeah. I'm such a fucking expert that I was able to figure out she's dissociative. It's like, oh, really? Wow. A week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a week ago. So Dr. Rose does a lot of work
1: with dissociative identity disorder cases. She recognized the signs. I recognized the signs, but were... she kept
0: mentioning that uh, her friend Parker, who she hangs out with all the time, is actually dead.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't have a lot of uh, psychology diplomas on my wall. I recognize the
0: signs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So she explains the multiple personalities thing. Julie is Julie and she is Parker at different times and sometimes the same time, too. So Caitlin ponders if the un Julie that she met on Julie's front porch the other night was actually, quote unquote, Parker. So Julie confirmed this to the cops the other day when she said that on the alibi, or she said that her alibi for the night of Ashley's parents was Parker. So Dr. Rose says that Julie probably hears Parker's voice in her head and hallucinates her, and it's as real to her as any of them are to each other. But also, there were probably times when the girls were talking to Julie, but they were actually talking to Parker. And Mackenzie's like, why
0: the fuck is this now? (laughs) Uh, Oh, we should mention this is a Caitlin chapter, by the way.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rose explains that if Julie didn't help Parker the night Parker, because Julie didn't help Parker the night Parker's father killed her, Julie essentially created the Parker personality because she couldn't handle the guilt. Becoming Parker kept Parker alive. It was also a vessel for some of Julie's anger. So Dr. Rose actually says, it's my understanding that Julie was a very popular high achieving dare I say perfect student at because
0: then we start laying is on the moral correct?
1: here well is that correct roll credits
0: yeah well as we start kind of laying on the the moral of this whole story here. it's like uh you can't be too popular, you know she needed an outlet, she needed to be able to let off steam and Parton yeah. Parker was the the perfect uh you know cover for Julie to do that her, and,
1: ex- her exterior was pristine,
0: yeah. Uh, and then Ava at one point wonders that there could be more personalities, which is like very exciting. But then Dr. Rose is kind of poo poos the idea. And it's like, she's like, nah, as far as you know, it's just Julian Parker.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, who would it be? Like, like who else could it be? Like, Haha, I'm actually Jeremy too. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Uh, so we find out like a little bit of detail about like why Julie killed Granger. And cops are like, oh, we think it had something to do with this. And McMiniman pulls out, like, a mud-caked envelope that says Julie Redding. Uh, we found it in Granger's Yard Friday night. So, I believe there was the digging up of a flash drive from Granger's Yard, right? Yeah, yeah. Did Julie just then go, like, bury something there? Like, she found her own file. Know. I don't and know. And as Parker buried it? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I, I kind of wonder... Obviously, Julie Parker, I mean, can we agree? Julie Parker had to have been the plan all along, but I kind of wonder if other things
0: have changed from yeah, book one know. to book two. If only we could ask Sarah Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is where we get this detail that like that in, in her file from school, there's like a like, like a report from a guidance counselor or something, you know, Beacon Heights, Beacon High counselor is just like, oh, she seemed to be carrying on a conversation with someone who wasn't in the room. And uh, when we asked Miss Writing about it, she became very agitated and secretive. And so it's like the high school counselor is just like, "Yeah, bitch is crazy, but whatever."
1: <laughs> well, I like, I like, yeah. They they asked, Caitlin asks, why the fuck didn't they? The school counselor reports to a doctor at a time, and it's just like, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, didn't seem like that big of a deal. So Granger had the grades were good. Granger, yeah, Granger knew. They knew that Granger had. Um, questionable ethics. So who the fuck knows what he was planning to do with this? Info? I, that
0: really makes him seem extra creepy because if he did have this information, what the fuck was he doing?
1: Well yeah, there's this whole like half hinted at thing with like Nolan and Granger.
0: Yeah, we never really got back to that.
1: It's it's kind of like Jason in the videos. Yeah, yeah. Jason's mysterious benefactor. Um, so it's assumed that the Julie hybrid or Julie Parker hybrid killed him because of the Julie's fingerprints because of this, Julie's fingers were on the envelope after all. So if Granger outed her, she'd have to get treatment. Dr. Rose mentions that her other patients who have, with DID are very resistant to treatment because the new personalities are meant to fill holes in your life and that losing one of these new personalities would be like death. Uh, my understanding is that there's not like a cure. For this. Yeah. There's treatment,
0: I, but there's not like you don't really know much it's about like, myself
1: It's not like the film identity starring John Cusack Amanda Pete, where right. you could the scenario. I think it absorb. actually
0: is. I think that's exactly what it's like.
1: Oh shit. What if that's the plot of the perfectionist TV show? What if it all takes place in Mona's head?
0: They all figure out they have the same birthday. Yeah. She's
1: just like, I'm gonna conjure up <gasps> cello boy. <laughs> <laughs> Though everyone's like nodding calmly, but Caitlin's raging inside. Well, this is where On Nick Miniman head.
0: is just like, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry we kept you girls as suspects for so long. There's still some holes we need to fill. You know, What were you yeah. really doing at Granger's house? And what was yeah. happening in the night at Nolan's party? I know you girls are involved. Too many signs point to you. And oh, they yeah. finally come clean.
1: Yeah, so they say it was a prank. No one is supposed to get hurt. Oh, BTW, are we going to get in trouble? And he's just like, I just want a confession at this point.
0: Like, <laughs> nah, I'm good yeah
1: it's like once i catch your friend i've got a promotion because it's so weird so (laughs) just confess and slap on the wrist so they need help to find julian to get her ass in the custody before this gets any more tits up than it already is i like how they mentioned
0: carson and it's just like oh he's worried especially when he found out that that friend parker she kept referencing died last year
1: well here's the thing about it's like setting up the surprise ending of this chapter But, like, I was, like, really intrigued by the, like, we need your help to get Julie into custody.
0: I mean, where would you think she would have gone? I guess at this point, because, you know, I didn't know how it was going to play out. I was thinking the graveyard. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the, you know, she's going to go there and discover the the ugly truth?
1: You know, she's been to Parker's mom's house. We saw that interaction. Yeah. The graveyard was the one place that she really didn't allow herself to enter. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Anyway, Julie shows up, you know, you don't have to. Uh, you, they're saying we have to find her and she's like you don't have to hunt me down there she is she's in a dirty hoodie she's in like Parker mode here um, and she says you know I, I, I'm i here but I, I have like one request I want to talk to my therapist and only him his name's Elliot Fielder yeah I feel like this was kind of like it seemed like it was leading to something more than what it actually was it's like Fielder yeah.
1: Thing here? yeah for sure
0: alright so chapter 34 Mm-hmm. this is an ava chapter i believe yep it starts off with pass the muffins would you <laughs> these three are just like dining in on some gluten-free paleo muffins or something morning glory crumbs yeah. can muffins be paleo i don't even know ava's like lol
1: these muffins are both decadent and healthy <laughs> and i'm like lay sigh
0: yeah there's an update on tv about the whole situation there Three Exposition News Network, on Yeah, like- it's been, I don't know, a couple days. Yeah. Uh, three of Reading's classmates at Beacon High or Beacon Heights High near Seattle have admitted to pulling a prank on S- State Senator Hotchkiss' son, Nolan, involving OxyContin, but they have been cleared of any involvement in his death and, g- and given a slap on the wrist. Because the journalist says
1: that. <laughs> also, confirmed killings include Nolan, Lucas, Ferguson.
0: What was the but- slap on the wrist?
1: Paleo muffins. (laughs) But nobody knows. That's the funny thing. It's like they're not allowed to go back to school for a week. I'm sorry. If you get to be involved with all this cool stuff and you get a one week vacation from school slash suspension, I wasn't,
0: I guess it wasn't clear to me if they were suspended or if like school was just canceled for a week.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: Like, I mean, yeah. There's so many murders, you know.
1: Considering all the goddamn carnage. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is not a Beacon Heights thing. We're used to perfection.
0: Roll yeah. credits. So the the news like cuts to like a interview with Julie's awful mom, where her mom's just like, "Julie was never rat, never rat." Her father knew it from the start. She's she's very Southern, like that. I guess. In California. I I just pictured just such white trash, you Because
1: know? I figured you were saying never rat. I'm like, what? Anyway, Ava says they negotiated to keep this all a secret with the police. Like they're involved. The like, they negotiated. Sure.
0: We want to protect your reputation at school. Otherwise, we either just want to hide their own fuck-ups.
1: Yeah. Um, Julie even said the other girls weren't involved. It's assumed that Julie will try for the insanity defense since, you know, her multi-personality case is pretty severe.
0: I, I, uh, I'm just interested in this Anderson Cooper interview that they're going to have later yeah. on. With uh, Julie's mom. Inside the mind of a teenage killer.
1: Yeah. I have a cousin who used to wear for Anderson Cooper. Okay. Yeah, so the girls uh, don't have to go this week, score. Eva gets a text from Alex. He's just like, are you okay? What can I do?
0: It's so like two has- days later.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good boyfriend. Are you I've okay? Had to work. I've had to work all this time in mm-hmm. my ice cream shop. I've been pulling doubles. All the carnage has really got people horny for scoops. Um, so she asks him to come over later things are fine between them he makes her feel safe and protected or whatever uh, should we note that a, a common expression again used in this narrative is the shadow falling over something or a shadow appearing mm-hmm. it does now it's Ava's dad it's it's usually like I guess it's usually like, like threatening but this time it's like fairly I, I
0: like, like the reveal okay. here it's like Leslie woke up from the coma and Ava's like oh shit she did and he's like yeah and she immediately said that you did this to her and was just like uh and it's like, why didn't you tell me the truth? And it's like, and you're like, oh, bum bum bum, the truth, because I installed security cameras in the house a few months ago, and I just went and watched, and apparently my, you know, new wife is a complete and total raging bitch to you. Why didn't you tell me she was abusing you? No, I like how the, I don't know, I, I guess there's no way we could get that scene from the dad's perspective, but I like the idea of like the dad finally getting it when uh, Leslie comes out of the coma. And it, like immediately starts accusing Ava. He's just like, "Ooh, okay."
1: Well, what what works about it though is it it it's done with Leslie staying true to her character so far. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's the first thing I would do. I mean, that's that's a that's a fortitude of character. To, like, wake up from a coma. The first thing you would do is like, "I'm so drowsy. My throat's so dry." Also, your bitch daughter tried to kill me. <laughs> uh, you know. But like. Um, uh, also, it's because the uh, she was accusing the maid of stealing her jewelry, which is why I installed the cameras.
0: So I guess yeah, so he, we can assume that Leslie was then.
1: What? Stealing the yeah, jewelry? Yeah, like, or, I don't know, pawning
0: it or something. Oh, who the hell knows if yeah.
1: Leslie? But like, I mean, it might have never been stolen in the first place. But I like that he's like, why didn't you tell me how horrible she was? And I want David to be like, man, what did you expect from me?
0: Yeah, I didn't know if he'd listen. I thought you wouldn't believe me. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. So they hug everything is better i was i was curious in this point i'm like how do they work out the leslie thing because like it doesn't seem like it'd be totally happy if she died just because like yeah. you know ava's dad would be sad but like this is like okay this works the the dad finds out that leslie's a monster but she still is you know
1: my dad will always be a sad dad yeah <laughs> he'll always have sad dad energy but yeah so this is uh she's happy they're a unit again you know they can work this shit out they can cry it out together um this is what I kind of like about, to a certain degree, like Sarah Shepard gets what I think makes all of the Pretty Little Liars Enterprise works because Ava immediately plays back what the Parker entity told her, or Julie told her at the Mrs. Party. It's like, you know, admit it. You'd love to be free of Leslie and have your dad back again, wouldn't you? Like the guilt, mm-hmm. the guilt we carry around, and like how important that it's a horrible is. Horrible thought,
0: but it was true.
1: <laughs> but Ava feels like it's not worth it. No one deserves to die. She's going to not take the shit for granted and not say things she might ever regret ever again, which. Good luck, girl. But um, I like that all the girls have to come to the. Uh, yeah, so-and-so is like a raging monster, but like no one deserves to die. <laughs> Chapter 35, muffins and pad thai.
0: OK, several muffins and some leftover pad thai later. That sounds gross. That, that sounds, doesn't disgusting. sound like two things you mix.
1: That sounds like something that you're just going to have to go <laughs> shit out real, real quick. That's too much brand. It's too regular. It's a it's a morning uh, constitutional. Yeah. So Mackenzie. Max leaves after. His house. Yeah. She feels like she needs to finish the unfinished shit. I like this chapter. She drives to Claire. She's expecting the worst. The door opens. The two girls just like stare at each other. And then Mackenzie exclaims like an oh, my God, because Claire has a massive full arm cast. And Claire's basically like, LOL. I know. Right. So Claire invites her in. Mackenzie's surprised, accepts the invitation. Is like an adorable vampire who feels in reconciliation. Uh, Claire's realized that Mackenzie was following her around that night, trying to protect her from Julie. Mackenzie says that she had figured out that Julie had targets. Just like the, she doesn't fess up to the whole film studies thing, which really, I don't know that she needs to. I don't know that, that. that Mackenzie needs to have like the the
0: catharsis of confession. Well, it's like yeah, maybe maybe Claire doesn't need to know about that. Can't tell her now. Maybe not ever.
1: But I mean, like. You know, like a lot of times characters need to confess because it's good for the soul,
0: right? Well, Mac, I don't know that- Mac is wondering here, maybe I should crush my fingers too. And that would like be punishment that fits her crime. You don't need to do that, Mac.
1: No, no. It will shock you how much that didn't happen. You run away from it. Don Draper told me that. The doctors tell Claire that she may never you know, play whatever it was that she played again. But at least or at least not up to her previous level. And Mackenzie's like, oh I'm so sorry. But it's cool because Claire's had time to think over, think it all over. She realized that she didn't really want to go to Juilliard. She really just wanted to beat Mackenzie at something.
0: This is when we get the the moral of the story that maybe you shouldn't try so hard to be perfect.
1: Also, Oberlin. That's the moral of the story. Mm. Um so, they're like joking around over some frozen pizza and shit. um feels good to be like just be friends again. Claire apologizes about the whole Facebook post, about Oliver and asks about the whole Oliver thing um' cause she admits that she lied when she said she wasn't into him. Mackenzie says that they just didn't
0: click well, and then, you know uh, they've also done the thing where they both start laughing over something minor and they can't stop yeah. and you know oh it's it's like they're friends again
1: well, I like but I like that like claire is she still knows Mackenzie and Mackenzie's whole situation enough that like. But well, Mackenzie's like, um, we just didn't click, and and Claire's like, bitch, I know, I know your whole your whole Blake thing. I know that you two are destined to be together. You got the fucking heat. He's like a, that weird teenage Anthony Kiedis thing. So on cue, Mackenzie's phone rings. It's the same stupid Bruno Mars ringtone that she has for Blake.
0: So but Claire Claire's, Claire's cool thing. about it though, and then we, yeah. we get a little bit of like the the why did Claire ever do this to begin with, and it's like, oh, back at Disneyland. You know, I I lied. You know, and when you asked, and you know, told him you weren't interested. But uh, you know, then before the auditions, I told him to hang out with you and distract you. I just and she's like, I had no idea how far it would go. It's not his fault, Mac. I made him feel guilty. So you know, if I did, he didn't do it. Like it's basically like absolving Blake of all guilt here. You know,
1: you know what you're doing, Blake.
0: You know what you were doing.
1: Um. So Mackenzie, like, she's like, just immediately hugs her. She's just like, I love you. And like Claire's like, what? I just admit to being a monster. And Mackenzie's thinking like, we're even now.
0: <laughs> so well, no more. Mackenzie che- is uh, reflecting on her own desire to be perfect and how that fueled her own competition against Mac too. It's like she's not uh, completely innocent in that regard.
1: Yeah, no more cheesy stuff. Claire makes Mackenzie call him back, and she does, and she's all shy and bashful. And I like that the last, the last like thing of the chapter is just like, so high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good place to leave Mackenzie. I think. Of the of the girls in the group who don't have uh, an other personality, Mackenzie's been my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then chapter thirty six, the Caitlin chapter. She's getting ready for her soccer game, lacing up in the locker room. She kind of like reflects here that like, oh, it's weird how like I'm friends with Ursula again, and I don't think that she's uh, killing the uh, people and framing me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe she that's... wasn't
0: my enemy after all.
1: It's always helpful to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Plain Bellevue, it's the first game with those frosh recruits. Um,
0: uh, last she heard, Julie had been checked into a high-security mental facility about 20 miles away. It's the type of place where she couldn't have visitors for a while, and she'd be in uh, round-the-clock, incredibly intense therapy.
1: I feel like considering the ending of this book, I question the term high-security. <laughs> Um, So she's like wondering about the separation of Parker and Julie. Like, like, will that even work? Has it already started? She starts to think what it would be like to be like torn away from Taylor again. So she had uh, heart-to-heart with her moms, admitted the truth of the Nolan prank to them since it was her oxy. They talked about Taylor. They actually started acknowledging like their collective hurt as a family unit. The only thing that's basically not right in her life is Jeremy because Jeremy's not right. Uh, They haven't spoken since this is party. So even Josh had called the next day and apologized for drunkenly calling her out to sign his cast. And he asked if he was responsible for Jeremy storming off. And she's like, no, the shit with Jeremy was because of her feelings and her conflict. She didn't want Josh back. And he probably didn't want her back. And it's cool. They're cool. Well,
0: at this moment, I'm like, oh, they're actually gonna they're gonna do the thing where it's like she's she chooses herself and it's not about what guy she ends up with. She's she's cool with Josh. She didn't want to get back with him and she's not with Jeremy either. But then now she goes out and there's Jeremy like sitting with some stupid sign he painted for her and the bleachers. Yeah. God, what a bitch. And it's like, Oh, he's, he's put the minimal amount of effort in. I love him all over again. Seriously.
1: It's the minimal amount of effort.
0: He got some goddamn poster board and wrote
1: something pretty basic on it. And he's just like, Hey, I had to be here to support my girl. I should I mean, love you like,
0: for exactly who you are. And that's a soccer player, a girl who goes to parties, a really hot girl who plays soccer and goes to parties, by the way. Yeah. Ben's like, you were all go class, go. Jeremy.
1: Yeah. So Marianne comes running towards her, freaking out about something. She's like, it's Julie. She broke out of her mental hospital. She's
0: gone. I just, I really wish they could have found a way for Caitlin to just end single. Like it was all set up right there. It was like, Oh yeah. She's, she's still friends with draw. She acknowledges that like, they don't want each other back and she's comfortable with that. But then no, Jeremy,
1: I just, I'm all for like, Jeremy like went away. He did a bit of a think comes back with a sign. He's like, I got to support my girl. And she's like, you know what? Nah. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go win this fucking game. You're welcome to sit here and watch me be awesome. It has nothing to do with you bitch.
0: Yeah, so chapter 37. Suck my lady balls.
1: Yeah. Julie chapter 37. Chapter. Julie's chilling in her hotel room, looking at the view, which has a where lot do, of palm trees. Where do you think
0: she is? There's there's rush hour traffic. There's palm trees. I, and there's a beach. I think, she's,
1: I think she's in Southern California.
0: It sounds like LA, I guess. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. Like, I feel like the extra signifiers would have been put in here if it was, like, somewhere down, like, Ixtapa or something, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had to have a passport.
1: Yeah. Um... More, they had to have ghost passports for her imaginary friend, but like, yeah, I mean, like San Diego, LA area,
0: yeah, maybe like Mission Beach. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how she's paying for any of this, but sure.
1: Seriously, oh, how did she hire the hit, maybe the she prison hitman? Does
0: some modeling, yeah.
1: How did, how did, who was it at the time? Was it still Charlotte? How did Charlotte write the thing? in the prison like laundry room for Allison and C Oh, and five B
0: I assume she just, uh, we saw them paying off. Yeah. They were the, there's like an, an a tag where a was putting money in, uh, like Bibles or something that were going to the the jail or something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So for the first time in a long time, Julie's feeling chill as fuck. Um, she's basically reveling in her plan. Her plan. She thinks that she that she lied. She told everyone that she was sick, that she had dissociative identity disorder, and then she ended up in a hospital, which is easier to break out of than a <laughs> prison. This is some fucking Lex Luthor
0: shit. right I just here. love how like it never never crosses her mind that she might be dissociative, but you know that would make a good uh, alibi to get me to an easier facility to break out of.
1: Yeah, um, she knows the truth, and the truth is that Parker is a real flesh and blood girl. Um, I guess yeah. like, and also
0: that Parker is the one who had committed those crimes, not her.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, like I can't, like if there's a book three, it 100% start with like her in the mental hospital or whatever. And she's just like, you fools. I wanted to be caught. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, um, we get like this little flashback to like when Julie like fled the party, she found Parker and it's like, oh, I've got a plan for both of us. We're going to use Fielder. And and so it's like okay, how does Fielder figure into this? Like it's like did she like bewitch this guy into like helping her break out? Like actually, no. Apparently, yeah. she just like demanded that Fielder see her so that Fielder would come in and be flustered, and she'd like surreptitiously steal his visitor pass. Like I don't it's know. A, I feel like a lot is hinging on that.
1: Yeah, it, this is not.
0: This it's is a not, little thin.
1: It's a little thin. Like this, I'm another pass could have maybe happened here, but so. Um, basically revealed that Parker has been going to him as a patient and as a, uh, with her
0: eyes lowered, a friend. Sort of as a friend. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know I... if uh, that is suggestive of no, no, romance no, I'll, I'll, or... I can't
1: suggest it. They fucking
0: Well, no, I, I don't think that's it. I think it's supposed to be that Parker feels guilty about having a friend other than Julie is kind of how I read that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I also like my theory um But she's also playing upon his his thing, his connection to this disorder. um So phil Fielder visits the hospital. Julie gave him the same spiel, want to feel better. flushed Snash and freaked
0: husband. out, hair flying every which way around his head, his shirt tails hanging out of his pants. Like, is his dick still tucked in? Like, what's this guy? Where did he come from?
1: Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Did he just get the news and like run out of the bathroom yeah. to like? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was pooping and showering at the same time when I heard the news and rushed over. Um, <laughs> all
0: she does is steal his badge. Like it's like, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: It waited for the the changing of the nurse shifts.
0: High security, huh? Yeah, and then she just put the badge on. Uh, she'd like stolen some nurse clothes or something, and just walks right out. Okay.
1: Also, don't worry, this won't hurt his career. It just makes him look like he had been duped.
0: <laughs> Besides, he stalked Parker, and that still made him a weirdo in Julie's book. Oh shit! Like, I, <laughs> you're just way- being a weirdo. The
1: way they set up Fielder, like the little nods, like at the end of book one, when it's like his his flyer, his ad or whatever is like on the wall in the lobby of the police station. I wonder if like Fielder is the heart of course corrections from book one to book two.
0: I do kind of wonder if maybe if he had been a little more compromised, a little more like actually like starting a relationship, it would have made more sense to use him to break them out you know yeah like yeah. have him actually slide her the pass and the badge or whatever instead of just stealing it from her.
1: Or, or it's like you know like like he drove her out with like her in the trunk of the car yeah. or and then yeah. they
0: murdered him too yeah
1: oh like ooh, like this whole time that she's reconciling with parker like he's just like dead on the hotel bed
0: or she's just like the thing is fielder parker really likes you but julie doesn't
1: Ooh! actually i was going to go to with uh the three of them in the hotel room and there's this like after tonight we can't be seen together again
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm really going to the wild thing i'm just just picturing the uh like i think i've never seen the whole movie but i think it's the last scene in natural born killers where they decide they're going to kill the journalist and he's like kind of like begging for his life and various different arguments you know I'm picturing mm-hmm. that only instead of two different people talking to the one person, it's just Fielder having a conversation with, you know, both sides of the personality there.
1: You know, I was kind of thinking of something similar, but I was for some reason I was going to a life less ordinary. Okay. Just, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> What's the hard way? I, I still make you dig your own grave, but I shoot you in the testicles first anyway uh so julie's in her hotel room she's finally free wishing she had made this clean break years she ago
0: this hotel room
1: seriously she had watched her mom's awkward tv interviews like she's the fucking amazing amy dunn with mm-hmm. neil patrick Harris. watching watching uh nick There's a knock on the door thank god it's parker in her hoodie then we switch to parker's perspective mid-chapter
0: parker went parker's- and got some chinese takeout yeah <laughs>
1: About Cheney's takeout. But she was grateful for Julie taking all that heat. Thanks. She said she, she knew how to find Julie. She traveled all this way in disguise. She feels bad for using Fielder since they had made a connection. But she ate and she ate and she ate and she ate. And she, ate. she felt revived. She felt alive again. Um, she feels happy even though her, through her kind of bizarre and uncanny telepathy that she shares with Julie. And then this great last line that they feel that they would never, ever, be a part again (laughs) yeah did you did you read the acknowledgements
0: uh i I glanced over them why
1: at the very end uh, the author makes a special mention that no one should be laughing at the expense of others in real life
0: (laughs) (laughs) everyone be good to each other kisses
1: yeah (laughs) hey um yeah i mean i would say like if if after this, if I were to recommend a book to a reader, it would definitely be the Eliza's.
0: I think The Good Girls was much more fun, I think, than the um, I was gonna say the amateurs. Um the perfectionist. Uh I, I don't it's hard to say if it's just a matter of everything was already established so we could like kind of sink more into the details or right. I don't know. But I I don't know. This one is definitely a lot more entertaining. The Nolan, I, I don't know, it's like the Nolan murder was not nearly as interesting as this list of people that are getting bumped off. I think, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's interesting just because the premise that as I understood it for so long was about Nolan Hotchkiss and really Mm -hmm. like he's just the smallest part of it.
0: I mean, he kind of kicks things off and he's the connection between them all. But yeah, it's like so much more takes over in the second book.
1: Well yeah, I I just I wonder like if after the first book it's like okay book two is on the horizon. Hmm, what can I do here? Well, I really can't do
0: that much more with Nolan Hotchkiss. He is dead. I mean, is it just that the 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 dead guy isn't as interesting as the dead girl? I don't know. I don't know.
1: But I mean it's refreshing to have it be a dead guy for once. In fact, to have it be two dead guys to kick it off.
0: Um But there's there's just nothing mysterious about Nolan, really.
1: But that's that's more of 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 the execution of nolan or like the the conception of nolan Mm. you know like like his all of his his bullying was like low-grade stuff
0: yeah he was just like a douchebag
1: yeah um like these like this step away from like taping people's butt cheeks together or whatever the (laughs) hell Emilio estevez does i taped his buns um but yeah, I, I really like the good girls, I think, in retrospect. And I think I first realized that, though, that one Mackenzie chapter where she goes out with, like, the Juilliard nerds mm-hmm. to the, the sushi place. And shoves her and, tongue and, down Oliver's throat. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I feel Mackenzie is a real person. And I think having Mackenzie and Caitlin, like, get more to do works because Ava just – I don't know. Ava's not like, like light my ass on fire. Anyway, so, I mean, the question then is how does any of this, like how, what would you take over to the show from this?
0: I just, to me, the most interesting thing about this little duology here is the Julie Parker stuff. Yeah. Not the, Oh, we, we planned a prank and then the person ended up dead for real. That's, that's fine, but it's not nearly as interesting as the, the dissociate thing. I mean, obviously, right. you know, we, we used to joke about the theory forever. So we're going to be into that kind of thing. But I I don't know how they don't, I don't know, do that some way or other. I mean, I guess I kind of wonder, like,
1: you're an artist. You conceive of an idea. You put it out there. It gets kind of filtered through an adaptation, through fans of that adaptation. You sign it, kind of see, like, what filters to the top. And you're like, okay, this is an interesting idea. I should take shades of this and go do something else. And I kind of feel like that's the perfectionist book series is those things that people kept wanting to happen in PLL. The show it was like, let me let me pick up some of these elements and see how they fit into a story that's very similar.
0: Yeah, I mean, it did definitely feel like it was informed by Pretty Little Liars, you know, like but the, the good girls character. gets away from that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel that more in the first book. Good, the good girls gets away from that, I think, in a really smart way. Um, and just, just the, uh, the edging, (laughs) how long can you go if not revealing or just, just enjoying the teasing, just the dangling of
0: this like little mouse in front of your reader. Um, I mean, it would make the most sense to be, to have a Mona as the dissociative one or Allie, one of the two, you know,
1: but at the same time, if you do that, do you then put out a trailer where she stares into a mirror and asks, "Did we do
0: this?" That's I don't know. Freeform marketing departments never exactly been at the top of their game. What, I mean, so who knows? What if
1: there's what if there's a sixth main cast member and it's just Mo- mirror mode? Whoa, TB, My girl TBD. I'm all about whatever I mean, she's up. Yeah, I don't, I don't Why know. Why is what she she's...
0: mysterious? Why is she TBD? Is it gonna be something where everybody knows from the start that this isn't a real person or something? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean the presumption is that she's playing Taylor Hotchkiss, the newly created little sister of Nolan Hotchkiss. Why? I I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, is she, is she not a real character? Is she just there to like be the guilty conscious?
0: I mean, I have to think that of all the other characters. I have to think that even if they're not going to do a Julie Parker thing, they're going to do something in at least a somewhat similar vein, you know, like on PLL, it's like, okay, you're not going to do the alley twin. But you did CeCe and you did Alex Drake. You know, it's like it's something similar, like not completely abandon that idea. So I guess we'll have to see what they do here.
1: Well, yeah. And it's like, let's hope Perfectionist is
0: good. Let's hope
1: season one's good. Let's hope it's successful. Uh, What's the bonkers reveal that like, after we watch the finale to season five, the Perfectionist, like I have to click on the entertainment weekly or vulture interview of mm-hmm. showrunner i marlene king you know like what is that like what is the thing where she's like i talked to the actor three years ago about this crazy twist
0: i mean unless they're going to complete the other way and it's going to be a show about like some sort of weird college like surveillance thing like and it's just like a you know spooky i don't know like paranoia vibe or something about you know like the 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 hotchkiss mom Kelly Rutherford like I don't know that that could be I suppose the other way they go with it where it's mm-hmm. like I don't know this there's like a dark history at this college or whatever and they've uncovered something they shouldn't have or you know who knows
1: who's got the dark history the college the people who run the cameras or, yeah like,
0: something like that
1: <laughs> like 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 who's figuring it out I mean yeah like I don't know
0: <sighs> anyway that was the good girls fun fun read. Definitely, yeah. if you're listening to this and you haven't read it, I'd say it's it's worth a read. Um, if
1: you're listening to this and you haven't read it. Um,
0: I think most people who are listening to this probably haven't read
1: it. It's, it's pretty spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, you can go read it, but uh, we just told you what happens.
0: Anyway, we will be back maybe before the premiere, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, watch this spot. And Bye. then I'd say by the following Monday, I don't know when exactly, but by the following Monday of the airing of the show, we'll have episodes up, and we'll probably be like tweeting about it, talking
1: about it, mm-hmm. doing our usual bullshit. We'll be back on our bullshit,
0: right? Just, just older and worse at it. Yeah,
1: it's just so much rustier, and derivative, and tired.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it'd be fun. Excellent. All right. Well. Until then kisses
1: Mm. act normal bitches
0: later